The Intermediate Line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Mill. If you're interested in listening to a great podcast, you got to check out The Intermediate Line. Um, I just survived COVID. I've got asthma. And in my spare time between coughs, I'm checking in. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold on one second. Can you delete that? Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's deleted. Guy, okay. no better one. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't say if you want to look for a podcast, check just, out Intermediate Line. They're already checking it out. They're listening to it already. Don't say that. <laughs> say this. Say something. This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a cool shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Can't yeah. open up the show with that. It whistling. That's pretty um, good. Was, dude, I'm, I've been known as a songbird of my generation when it comes to whistling. I've won many, many tournaments. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've heard of the South Pacific Pan Pacific Panoptic um, <laughs> titles, right? The Pan Pan Pacific Pan Flute titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's 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 uh, quintessential to come in as a half goat and uh, rip shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and Man, like you know, like people public. people pay good money to listen to me whistle, and I'm yeah. not ashamed. Yeah, man, that that was amazing. I thank you. I, I was a, I didn't know that was a human. Actually, I thought it was an angel making that noise. That was I should give credit. That was the uh, the odd couple theme written by um, Bert Hinkerfinkel uh, back in the uh, '60s. Righto. Yeah. Hinkelfinkel name is um is a popular name in Germany. <laughs> Hinkelfinkel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the, uh, I believe that uh the old man Hinkelfinkel was actually one of the engineers that um designed the tanks for for the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They called, it the, 
the Hinkelfinkel Tunnel, I think is what they... Um, <laughs> we're really drifting off, off course a bit here, let's face it. Wealth of knowledge you are. Thank Ooh. you. Thanks, mate. That was, Thanks. was that you, Chris? Yeah, it was me. Thanks for thanks for asking. I also do impressions. You want to hear? I got to. I do some. That was me drifting into my impression of Doctor Christopher Bates. You want to hear a bit more? Yeah, go. Okay, here we go. Ready? Hey, go on, you bloody mad dogs! Can't tell <laughs> me, bloody mud skipperology is not real. You can't <laughs> claim me. Catch them all by yourself. You've never done it before, have you? <laughs> and that's what I pretty much reckon he'd say verbatim. Like, but. <laughs> Um, it's hard to tell with that dude. He's a pretty a bit of a loose unit. But if I was in the room and you twisted my arm to do another Chris Bates impression, yeah. this is what I'd say. Oi, he's going. I just cracked another tin. <laughs> How many bloody sculpts do you got? <laughs> and that's about the limit of what I've got. But um, but throughout the show, I'll I'll uh, I'll do some more impressions and you know at um, yeah. different phases depending on how. How we feel. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I've got an ad lib challenge for you, right? Right. I'm gonna throw a scenario at you gotta do your best Dr. Gr- Christopher Bates impersonation for that, alright? Right eh? <sighs> Dr. Christopher Bates stuck on a mud bank. Tide's going out. Right. So what Go. I did so what I did, I got the punters out. I pa- made the punters push, mud skip. <laughs> Like, I had, prop, I had the prop in the mud, right, and I was singing this yammy bud. I'm from North Queensland, just so you know. I was, yeah. I was banging me dinghy out of this mud zone, right, and I punched it out with punters flapping off the back. It was like playing on the mud. It was pretty special. As you can tell, I run out of things to say pretty quickly and... um. <laughs> I have tr- I have trouble putting words together with my. Uh, it's what happens when I get right into the character with my Chris Bates impersonation. Wow, it's like he's here in a room with us. Eh? Ah, tricked ya. He's actually here. That was Doctor Christopher Bates. <laughs> he's here with us. <laughs> How are you, Batesy? I'm That's like right. Waiting for another impersonation there. <laughs> you were, you're nailing it. You're actually nailing it. That's exactly how I talk. Killed it. Not a big deal, man. I'm a uh, I'm a high achiever. I'm not surprised how well I did actually. Yeah, I reckon um, other listeners, you know, probably mates that I actually know, or, you know, people like Rob Mills and stuff. They they would have definitely picked that it was um, you doing an impersonation of me. Yeah, that's if he's not busy, of course. What's he doing? Well, I mean, his face does look like he's a professional paper wasp removalist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he could be busy, you know, this time of year. Like, they're probably uh, nesting hard and, you know, Mills, he's got his work cut out for him. Right. If, he's, if he's not removing paper removalist things, he's probably uh, he's probably in his cover band called We Are The Champions, the, the Queen cover band. Oh, he does have a bit of Freddie Mercury, doesn't he? He has that He has that Freddie Mercury vibe happening. Yeah, he does. He drums just like Freddie Mercury did. <laughs> he, he, plays the, he plays the drums like Freddie Mercury did, hey? Yeah. Not yeah. well known for his drum playing Freddie Mercury, I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. He's he looks, no, like when he plays the drums, he looks like Freddie Mercury playing the drums. Oh right, okay. <laughs> and uh, have you been to many? Have you been to many of his concerts, mate? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> only, only back in '83, you know. You know, he was still kicking. When you were back in Mexico, <laughs> yeah. where he was really fitting in, right? 
Nah, they didn't yeah. like me there. Yeah, we you didn't know, have you, you didn't have the same mustache that Millsy's got, mate. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mustache doesn't grow in the middle. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of like the mustache that um, that dude who wrote the uh, the uh, Odd Couple tune had, actually. Way finger Fingle. Finger Fingle. Yeah. Finger Fingle, yeah. If we get the Robbie Mills um, story out of the way real quick, I've got a quick story about Rob. Why not, mate? Why not? It is yeah. the end of line. Let's stay in the middle. Let's do yeah. it. We'll stay straight in the guts. Um I used to work with Rob Mills on on a fishing charter off Townsville, back in Darwin as well, just on the boat next door. But recent, like in Townsville, we'd work together like flat out, lots of days on the water together. And he he was up, he was one of those sleepy Asians, you know, the ones that can stand up and sleep. Yep, Asian. Oh, he looks Asian. I'm pretty sure he's Mexican and Asian. Yeah. Well, well, you know, like that's what I mean. Isn't it, it, like Pakistan and stuff like that's all part of Asia, isn't it? Like that's, <laughs> I think it's the same same country. <laughs> well, that's that's. I mean, that's why he fits in so well as the Freddie Mercury yeah. stand-in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freddie Mercury was, was Pakistani, wasn't he? I think he was Asian. When I look that's... at Robert Mills, I, I think of, I think of Pablo Escobar and mm. Freddie Mercury had an ugly bastard love child. That's what happened, mate. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Or it looks like someone started a wax figure as Pablo Escobar and ruined it and tried to recover it as Freddie Mercury and still didn't pull that off. Well, we've gone we've gone off track here. We need to Keep, settle. No, please continue the story, man. It's I'm going to forget it if we don't say it. This is why everyone listens to this podcast, for, for non-fishing-related stories. Keep, keep, keep going. There we go. Yeah, you go, man. Well, you're on a boat. You're talking about fishing. Every, every day we're on the ocean. And um, between spots, Rob Mills could literally drop dead to sleep yeah. for three minutes and get up cr- chirpy, crispy, happy days. Wow. This isn't the story. The story is ah. he forgot his toothbrush one day. <laughs> yep, he forgot it. Yeah. Five days that's, that's, on the ocean with no toothbrush. You get yeah, that sounds inconvenient. Yeah. What did he do? What he, what he did was he... He stumbled across a Qantas toothbrush straight oh, off the plane. So, oh, handy, of course, for the bloke that got it off the plane. But Rob yeah. didn't find it on the plane. He found it on the boat. We're oh, days deep. <laughs> Might have been another charter, you know, weeks prior. Who knows? He found it in the crack of a bed. He did the, he did the right thing, you know. He sniffed it first. <laughs> he did the right thing. He had a sniff first. Yeah. Yeah, that smells pretty brand new, man. Yeah. That's, all the brushes, bristles were all bent and mushed out like someone had used it for oh, five no. days on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and he just went, well, I didn't. I, I haven't got the flu, so no one was sick, so I'm pretty sweet. So he just brushed his teeth with it. It was pretty, like, it was pretty full on. I wouldn't have done that, like... I would. I wouldn't have even dunked it in bleach and then used it after the bleach has been rinsed. Like, yeah, it's all. It's um, all. It's all an international waters mentality, mate. By the sounds of it. Well, he he always used to say, "What happens?" So he stays. See, it was his slogan. Oh, it was real weird. Yeah, that real weird. as a rule as a rule of thumb, I don't. I try not to uh, reveal any personal secrets to anyone who says that. You know. So, <laughs> you know. 
they're good. That's, they're good for a suck off, but because they won't tell anyone. Yeah, that's true. And and you know, like all that combined with that mustache, it does sound like quite the party. But was it was it a good party? Uh, probably, probably the best party you've ever been to. If you were there, oh, oh god, mm. the mustache. <laughs> The mustache party, I like the right. mustache party. I, I got to do the listeners a favor, and like we're ten minutes in, let's 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 reveal what the the uh, ethos of tonight's show is, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, we can, or we can talk about recent events. What do you want to do? We normally warm up with recent events. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's let's go with that. But um, yeah. let's start with our guest, Batesy. What, yeah, what have you been up to, mate? What's what going on, Batesy? Have you had a haircut yet? No. Still no. Yep. How's the band going? Uh, we broke up. I've gone out um, solo. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I've come out of the closet. Oh, great. Yeah, I do great. both. I do That's both. positive. Yeah. That's positive. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you been fishing, though? No. All oh, right. So, well, why, uh, mate? Has it been weather, weather been stifling the uh, the movements of the uh, of the mudskipper recently? No. I've picked up a second, a second gig to make a bit... A bit of extra coin, a bit of cheap fishing gear. I've scored a job at Anaconda on the weekends. Yeah, right. Is that like just like a, an escort agency or something? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> male escorts or something like that. Basically. Yep. So yeah, that's well, a, I mean, you really know what you're getting when you ring up a, a escort agency heard... called Anaconda, right? <laughs> have you ever heard a marlin make noise? Uh, no, have you? It's just the background noise. It's the marlin making noise. No, man, it's honestly not distracting. If you're, if you're cool to roll, we can roll, mate. I'm good. not moving. I'm drinking my beer. Yep. Sitting right here. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for listeners who don't remember, Batesy, um, actually, Batesy's first run on a podcast was getting a shout-out to having, having little Marlon Skip Bates. How old is he now, mate? He's coming on to four. four what do you call it, Volts? What do you call his uh, accomplishment? Fuck trophy. Oh, yeah, right, okay. You haven't so, been going four years. Oh, what was your most recent kid called then? Albie. Albie, of course. Yeah, yeah right. Coming up Al- to seven months, I think. Seven months. Albie Mangles Bates. Yeah, just we just ran with Albie Bates. We were going right. to chuck some sort of middle name, but we couldn't think of a good one. Mangles <laughs> is a good one. Yeah, it's a bit... It's almost Con- cliche, isn't it? Controversial, I suppose, right. as well. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool, man. That's good. It's uh, it's a shame you haven't been haven't been fishing, but we'll we know like we you know we'll talk about fishing tonight. I've no doubt in my mind. It is a fishing podcast. It's nearly a quarter of an hour in, and we haven't really got too much fishing yet. But uh, I mean, like, but Volts, can you can you lift the tone up with any of that, mate, or not? Um, no, not not with fishing, mate. I've I've been busy working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and talking about fishing, talking about. Th- fishing a lot i had a um, had a couple of trips planned that fell through due to bad weather or uh small boats or um or just waffle issues which was uh last night's problem but um, yeah yeah um yeah we're, we're a day late with the podcast because of that yeah thanks cat yeah, yeah cat i'm glad you don't listen but yeah, yeah. You, you, we should we should, we'll just tag her in the next post so everyone can you know throw their disdain we nearly had a vlog lined up for you listeners uh, last night, but uh, you don't know about this, Batesy. But yeah, no, we, uh, me and Volts, lined up to to hit hit the briny, and uh, we we're going to do another another fucking uh, vlog, one of those uh, highly professional um, mm-hmm. 
YouTube videos, you know, VHS. Um, but it didn't happen. Volti pulled the pin. And it had to, you know. Mm. We don't, we don't, we don't blame him to his face, but we just, um, you <laughs> know, that he, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, talk about it later, Chris. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll pam each other. But uh, I went, I went, I went fishing out with um with a with a true mad dog in in Shani Hodges, and um, uh -huh. yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But uh, got cold. Yeah, right. What did what did you chase? We we went to a spot that uh, we could chase uh, jupish. Ideally, we were chasing jacks before it got too cold. Um, mm. Because Shani's been getting some some rigs there, man. And man, I tell you, you should see these fucking places that Shannon showed me. We, we could see them, you know, like they're fucking. You're looking at these things, and Shannon's got a six weight, and he's got a popper sitting in front of him. these things. He missed a couple. I missed I missed a donkey on a on a slow water game changer as well. We just couldn't get one to, to stay buttoned up that night, um, last night. <clears throat> but he's pulling these fucking things out like they're they're half a meter fish with a fucking six weight in just tiger country royally just like you you're in a you're in you're, you're in between uh i don't want to give away but just just it's just yeah pretty pretty gnarly structure i don't even want to places, give away the type of structure where, yeah yeah you wouldn't expect yeah places that you would you would see fish in there and you'd go i'm not even going to bother casting and mm -hmm. shannon's like oh it's all pretty fun hey eh? you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how he how he got those ones out that he put up on the internet recently was um fuck after seeing where he was chucking them at bloody incredible mate true true workmanship there you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh no i we went there and uh i i got i got my first topwater jewfish which was pretty cool wasn't it wasn't very big but i was um i mean you can't really you can't really sort of make a booking with the fishing gods and say i would like uh you know meter plus fish to be there tonight please you know just sort of got you got to play those cards that you're given i guess uh and um yeah it was all good but um yeah did that uh, yeah, I tried it. Tried it like last last the, sh the last show we talked about lines at the beginning, talking about cold water lines. I got um, Mayfly uh, sent me a uh, saw angler line, a, a cold water uh, striper line. Um, so it's um, it's got one of those those camo clear tips on it, but it's um, cold water, and it was it was pretty cool because uh, earlier on the, in the night, I was using the slow water game changer on a um, on a floating line. And then I, I and that was a tropical line, and it was coiled up. I had to stretch it and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, you know, it's just part part of the course. Because as I mentioned on that previous show, I will lean towards a tropical line even in cold weather. And uh, so I, I put this thing on, strung it up the afternoon, and went and fished for it. It only rocked up the same day, and I went like yesterday, and I went and took a fishing same night. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, man. It was um, just laid on the deck beautifully. Uh, all, 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 I should have probably ran it behind the boat. Um, because it was a bit twisted off the spool when I first got it, but right. uh, you know it wasn't too much to fuck around with, you know. Really, at the end of the day. But as I went home, as I went home, I ran it behind the boat, which is probably not real helpful after I've been fishing. But next time I go fishing, I'm pretty excited to see what it does. Oh, sweet, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I've got something to ask, mate. You say twisted off the spool. Is that what's the story there is it twisted as it goes on the spool on the no arc? no no from from the new packet the spool that comes in the packet you know yeah so is it twisted on the new packet or don't do you know. on twisted don't okay. know. i but like it was it wasn't coiling you know like when it was on the on the floor it was yeah it was twisted you know like i like yeah it was, like winds on itself I yeah i get it that's strange. yeah maybe yeah. that's how it goes on sorry what's that maybe that's how it goes on the new spool i'm I'd, i'm fascinated 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's part of the manufacturing process. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. It was such a nice light. It's got a really long head on it. I should research that size of that head. But for like, I used to get asked a lot about this time of year and people from down south about throwing like a line for big flies, like in, in cold water. like Because mm -hmm. it's a floating running line and, a, and an intermediate clear tip, uh, clear head. But the head's like uh, 50 feet long. And it's so yeah. so fucking nice to cast it's with. It's got a long back, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a really. Um, I mean, you can look. I'll, I'll I'll type in some details into the Google Anator. And uh, remember, we used to use the Google Anator at um, at university there, man. When when I was in hydrology and you were in mudskipperology there, Beatty. Yeah, bro. It was like it was yesterday, mate. <laughs> yeah, the the Google Anator was uh, was very populator. Populate populator? No, it wasn't a populator. Populator was that dude Barry. Remember Barry? Barry the populator. Yeah. Just to crush crush the women, you know. But, uh, Populator, yeah. Heard he had the manu, you know, the manu, the maneuver. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he got him gushing, that guy. He was a bit of a legend in the day, wasn't he? Yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I've got the details of this lineup if anyone's interested in it. Now, it's got a, yeah, it's got a real long rear taper, but the whole head is, is 50 foot long. Um, it's called the Sonar Camo Intermediate. And it's yeah, got yeah. a, uh, it's got like a royal blue running line. If uh, whichever, if you remember the name, or you're one of those people that can associate pictures with what you want to do, because you know you might have a learning disability, uh, you know <laughs> the um, the royal blue running line is the one to look out for with the with the camo tip. That camo tip is the first clear camo tip I've ever had, actually, and it's um it's really interesting color, right? Eh? Have you seen them before, you guys? No, no, no not at all. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's. It's not gin clear like it's uh, like a clear tip normally is. It's got like this, uh, I don't know, like these hues through it. Like it looks like uh, like it's like tannin stained or something like that, you know. But yeah, it's not right. all solid color. It's all modeled like camouflage. You know what I mean? Pretty cool. Not that I think it would have made a difference where I was last night, but um, but I would imagine in a in a uh, in a clear water scenario, it would be pretty good. It'd be good for tuna, I reckon. That's for sure. Winter tuna. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting, eh? Hey? Um... It, if, if it handles well, it's got that long head. I love that that slightly longer head, particularly that long back taper for those um, for those tuna scenarios. Just sort yeah. of easy to, to hold up in the air. Um, and, you know, if you need to change direction, it's a bit easier as well, I think. So Yeah, just for managing, yeah, yeah for holding the line in the air, you're right. It's, um, it's pretty good, which is pretty good, really, because you can, uh, you know, when you're trying to be accurate, you can, I don't know, you're right, you can sort of maneuver it around a lot a lot more. Yeah. Um, Whereas uh, the, the shorter taper lines, like they tend to mend quicker, I guess you could say. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it's it. It's got to blast uh, them out, those shorter yeah, ones. Yeah, it's got to fucking blast them out, mate. That's, yeah. You're 100% correct there, Volts. Got to get yeah. aggressive with those fucking heads, hey? <laughs> I don't mean to pull you up, fellas, but is this another fly line episode? Or <laughs> no, 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 mate. Just, just thought I'd share, mate. Just thought I'd share my experiences <laughs> and... Um, let people know it's it's it. Look, you wouldn't know, mate, living in North Queensland with your fucking high vis and shit on, mate. But down here, <laughs> we have cold water, mate. Well, I've you know I listened to your episodes and the um I think it was a fairly recent one where you were talking about stretching your line out and you and you went to you know you lean towards tropical line even in the cold water. Yep. I thought you know a bloke of your fly fishing stature to have a couple of spare spools to whack on your line. You just run one in winter. You know, but I don't know. Well, I just told you I fucking do, mate. Like, yeah, you do. Just, I just spent 10 minutes telling you about the fact that I do. You didn't last week. However, last week I didn't I didn't have that line. 
No, but I'm just saying, I thought that's good. You're you're a clever bloke for doing that. Mate, I, 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 I take on board your compliment and I quickly dismiss it because I can understand your undertone, what's going on here. And like, look, man, we're just going to bring the tone of the show up, okay? Right? Let's go, let's go to the roof. <laughs> we go to the roof, did you say? Yeah, up. Right, yeah. Top yeah. of the roof. The only way is up from here. You're correct. You can't get your buddy lo- lesser up. <laughs> and yeah. Lesser up is, is down. Yeah. Commonly, commonly known as. Um, but yeah, we can. We I mean, we're, we're we're inventing the wheel on the show, mate. We can say whatever words we want, really. At the end of the day, I work I work that out from the third episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because of Andy and his pre anticipation? Is that what you mean? <laughs> well, it was Andy and his VB stuff, like longies in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that was a long time ago now. Oh yeah, man. We're, yeah, we're I'm, hit, you, I'm pretty sure you facilitate us up to um 110. Thousand downloads now. I, I might have got the last like three or four on that. Yeah, episode, but no, you're probably mate, right there. You're actually, you're a crowd yeah. favourite, mate. People love hearing from you. Yeah, so you you said you said that to me once, and I was like, you got to be kidding, because nah. I was fucking shit faced. I was so drunk, and I didn't. I showed me boss. I go, oh boss, I'm on a podcast, a fly fishing podcast, and he goes, oh yeah, we're out. <laughs> We're out um, fighting a fire in, on the defence land there, and um, he's listening to this podcast, and he goes, "Is this a fishing podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, hang on, we'll, we'll get." To- God, I'm proud of that. Eh? That's the biggest thing. That's one of the best comments I've heard. No, he's yeah. thinking, this is a at fishing podcast. It, at the end of it, he goes, "I don't think he's talked about fishing once in that whole thing." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't remember talking to the lads or." I don't. I can't stress it enough. I was pretty pickled, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, we couldn't. I, I. I'll be honest with you, man. I really find it hard to remember you being any different to the way you are now. Are you drunk now? I should ask. No, no. Oh. Okay. Well, you hold it well, mate. <laughs> Doing well. Doing yeah. real well. I've only had five stubbies. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a North Queenslander, eh? I've had five stubbies, but I'm not drunk. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe I'm pronouncing it. I thought it was Chris Bates, not Chris Bolch. <laughs> I'm pronouncing it right? I drink stubbies, not longies. It's oh, right, hot. okay. Way too hot up here. Yeah, yeah. Bolch <laughs> used to get excited. He told him it was longie season coming up. And then he was disappointed when he found out that was fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, long-tailed tuna. Right, yeah, yeah gotcha. <laughs> oh... Yeah, Matt, yeah. When he t- <laughs> and when he got even more excited when I told him there's gonna be Max and Longies, you tell him we're gonna get a feed with our beers. <laughs> no, nah, dude, not McDonald's, man. Not McDonald's and long necks. Mac tuna and long tail. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the days. Yeah. Ah, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was speaking to Andy yesterday, actually. How's he doing, man? Well, he's off the terps, so he's um he's doing pretty well. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. um, so it's good. Um, pretty Andy, if you listen, mate, proud of you, bro. Good shit. <laughs> Keep it well up, done, mate. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I know hey, he yeah. listens. Hey. Listen to everything you fucking say, Volts. He's just waiting for you to slip up, eh? Is he? Yeah. Oh no. He told me he's he's adamant that one day you're gonna fucking say your pin number on air. It's been told. <laughs> <laughs> that was his exact words, and I said you don't need to say number, dude. 
You said what? <laughs> I said you said pin number. Yeah. That went on for 20 minutes. Oh, no. It's cool, man. I know what I'm in for every time I ring in. I know. It's, cool. yeah. it's, a, it's a pin or a PI yeah. number, but it's not yeah. a pin number. Yeah. Yeah. Because I put my pin number in at the ATM machine. Wait, <laughs> dude, here we go again, eh? <laughs> the ATM machine. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I said that he asked me, what are you doing? I said, I'm going fishing. He goes, what are you fishing for? I said, brim. And he goes, Where, do you have pylons near you, do you? No. <laughs> like, Come on, man. Nah. <laughs> hey, uh, what's new at Beast Brushes, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Got a lot of got a bit of new stuff in. Got a lot of new stuff in. Um, you got new stickers. They look fucking hot. Oh but, yeah, got they're uh, all there. Thank you. Sorry, Bates. I didn't hear your full compliment. I need it. So, <laughs> so good. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate I, I'm it. Pretty sure I liked it on socials. It's fucking. It's pretty, man. Well done. I'm, I'm humbled by your uh, your thoughts and criticisms, mate. Appreciate it. The only thoughts and criticisms you need to listen to, mate. Thanks, mate. I, I, I do think I do feel that way, mate. That's why I had to pause and listen to your full feedback. I couldn't move on. Yeah, don't. I mean, well done for not. Thanks. Moving. You needed it. Thanks, man. It's all about timing, you see. Bloody um, nice. that one you've seen up there is the free sticker that goes out. But I didn't want to double up, but I recently put up on my Ammo Flies page a bit of artwork I scribbled up with a Murray cod. Given that um, it's coming up to a hot time for cod, I thought it'd be topical to create the old Mazza. And I've got them stickers in too at the moment. And uh, I haven't listed them up yet. By the time this show goes to to air, mm. there will be the uh, the Murray Cod sticker coming up too. And it's nice. It's um it's better quality. It'll be for sale that one. But it's um the free sticker is good quality too. Great exterior, great vinyl, all made in Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, I try to keep everything uh, locale. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but the um but yeah yeah oh, you'll see it. I'll put it up there. But you know what is happening? It's really. Ha- cooking along in uh, beast brushes which isn't really beast brushes directly is uh that australian fly tires co-op we yeah. talked about it on the show when it yeah. sort of came to fruition got a few new guys on there too dude there's more new man the only reason there's not more new guys on there now is because i just don't have the fucking time to put them on during the week so i gotta wait to the weekend and then put them on yeah so there's a couple of new guys on there yeah. um that that have started since the last episode um and what's really good is that you know, the majority of the flyers that have been sold have been selling to overseas, which is what I wanted yeah. to happen. I thought that'd be ideal, you know. Um, That's good for the boys, eh? Real oh, good boys. Fucking awesome for Australian-made products, man. It's, it's it's really cool. It's um, you know, those guys are um, you know, they're they're capable of of um, you know, showcasing their own flyers and marketing themselves on their own social media pages, but. You know, to give them to give them a platform that doesn't cost them anything to to showcase their stuff to you know, increase have more increased traffic. Yeah, uh, they come through and have a look at their shit. It's it's pretty good. It really is. It's um you know it's getting received quite well. A lot of positive feedback. There's a few naysayers, like obviously, um which is a which is a really disappointing, I suppose, because it's I know they're probably having a go at me, but um but you know they they they're really um they should be supporting Australian fly ties. Which I don't really want to focus on that, but that's that's shit. But Anyway, if there's a conscientious objection in there, take it on board. If there's not, then it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, and none of those participants give a fuck either, man. So it's um, yeah, just, just people making themselves look I've, bad, really. At the end of the day, I've, I've had a few comments um 
oh, was it specifically someone who hadn't previously heard of, um, and, I'm, and I'm just singling one out because it was the exact scenario, mm. was uh, Dil, Dylan Tom, Tomkinson, Tomlinson, whatever. Tom, Tomlinson, yeah, like, like Lily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, they were... They were gushing over his uh, over his prawn flies, and oh um, yeah, yeah. Look, Matt, you know yeah, there, there's a lot of prawn flies out there, but they look, you know, spot on. Pretty and good. Dylan is is really specific, you know, because I mean I supply him, and uh, I get some um, some custom, like I wouldn't say custom stuff, but I get some special order stuff in for I don't list on the shop, and he's really specific about what he wants, you know. Like it's, I might contact him, like my supply might be out of stock because of COVID shit, and he'll be like, cannot substitute it. It's it's what I want. Bummer, I'll just have to wait. He's, he's pretty cool about it. But, yeah, man, like Dylan, for example, we had he sold a fly to a dude. Um, I mean, he's been selling a few, but there's he sold one particular fly, which is a great situation uh, that – or uh, a great story about what the co-op provides, I suppose. One dude was like, I'm going on a barra trip. I need it sent in the morning. I'm, yeah. I've got a last-minute trip. So he, he, sent a, he sent a game changer over to the East Coast for a dude who was going away and just needed it, like, straight away, you know? Other than yeah. that, he, you know, he's got guys with game changers like like Dylan or or Chad or Axel. You know, like they're going to make him wait two or three weeks. But you know, I've I've been pretty clear that the guys who want to participate in that shop, in that co-op, I should say, their their own shop, they've just got to have these flies ready to roll. That's why some of these ties don't have their full repertoire up there because they don't have them tied. Yeah, yeah, you know? right. You know, so they're just putting up their flies for that. I'm um I'm starting to stock flies in in Beastbrush. I'm buying flies off some of the fly ties wholesale, like uh. Yeah. Like Toby from Hellman Flies and um, and Leslie from West Oz Flies, There's been some stuff over, and that's all going up soon. So it's get it's getting good, man. It's um you know like it's it's we got some we got some fucking great ties in Australia. Some of them just sit down so low because they're not good at their social media or or what have you. And it's um it's just a shame to see them get walked over by you know shops you know that um that will will continually bring in um you know overseas tied flies. And you know, I yeah. get that. I get that. That's a business decision, and I can't knock that because I'm in business as well. But what it yeah. does do isn't isn't so much that it stifles our industry, but it's it sort of. I believe the the the. It's not about that at all. It's more about people's fishing experiences. You know, like how can how can I mean you, you all you got both of you guys would know that if you're going to tie flies to your own local fishing scenario, you would get out there and you'd probably go out with a fly that you guess first, learn something, come back, modify it, go back, mm -hmm. have success. You know, I can, can think so of two, sorry to jump in. I can think yeah. of two flies that are on the co-op off the top of my head. Uh, North Queensland uh, flies, Dave. Yep. Uh, Dave Little and and Al Al Simpson. You know, mm. they're both. Um, or Dave <clears throat> Dave stays in his lane, mate. He just he only ties for what he fishes. He understands exactly what he wants his flies to do. And um, you know, it sort of it sort of comes about in his in his flies and the results that his customers are having. Um, Al Simpson certainly needs no um, no introduction at all. And um, uh, his flies, particularly the flat wings he's got in in your shop, man, they look oh, so. His flat wings have been selling well, man. Like they've been they've been going overseas in Australia. You know, like it's yeah. it's so interesting watching this flat wing resurgence. Hey, you know, like such an old school fly. You know, but um. I heard uh, my friend Mark say on on their podcast on SVS, like saying that it's yeah. it's pretty much the first game changer, and he's kind of right. Like the way they're tied, like Al ties them like that as well. Like the way those feathers move when they're tied flat wing style, mm -hmm. they just wiggle like a real fish. They're fucking great. They're yeah. awesome, eh? Yeah, so so sexy. What do you say? They they uh, move like um like Batesy's mum. Yeah. So oh, what we 
Uh, you said we weren't going to talk about that, man. You uh, remember the paternity test on the last uh, one? Right, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can't believe you just brought that up again. <laughs> Motherfucker, man. Fuck. Botsy. I'll, I'll edit this out, Batey. Yeah, yeah, please yeah. edit that out. I mean, we don't need those obscenities and that hate we get back through, you know, people whinging about adult concepts that they're warned about right at the front of the show. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, if you actually, you know, spent the time to, you know, get to know me, mum, you, I can't but just, Where is she now, man? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Come on, man. Nah. I, I've left so many messages for your mum. She's just not returning my calls at all. Yeah. I gave you the wrong number, mate. <laughs> You're not even killed anyway. Bolts yeah, I, I, I know, mate. But, you know, I don't need to be your actual biological father to be your father, though, right? Hey. <laughs> right. You know, we, we got that mudskipper and, like, we bonded over that. And, like, mate, things have been right. the same. Look, it, it, it brought on a whole genre of ology for you, mate, that one day. Dad. Mm. You need to listen. You never got any mud skippers. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't know how to like properly cast a fly. They're, to they're missing from my species list. Eh? Everyone I cast at, the, they just yeah. they just jump jump away. They flip into the water, listen, you know, like a like a bad diver. You know? Listen, Chris, I've told you, mate. Butterbrim end up turning into mud skippers. I just told you, they're like the the chrysalis stage of a mud skipper, right? Yeah, so we've got. We caught plenty of butterbrim, right? Therefore, what have we caught? That's right. Batfish. <laughs> the poopita. The poopita. Yeah. Have you ever seen the poopoo off down a good eight-inch nard? Oh, really? <laughs> Man, it's like in um, Darwin, we had a straight-through system in the boat, like on the mothership. Like an eel dispensary. Basically, yeah, big brown congas yep <laughs> those babies and other assorted species would sit under the boat and wait for the toilet to flush and those mm. baddies they'd like um look uh, have you seen the piranha on the hot dog and they just go like it's tasty that's what baddies do to poo oh god pretty full on that's crazy. People need to know this stuff, man. Imagine going out on a charter and watching a fish eat like a good six or seven inch nard and they'd be scarred for life if they weren't, you know, caught. Why is why is there not a YouTube channel for this, man? Like someone could just put a GoPro under the water and just watch this happening straight away. Probably make make a few views happen already. <laughs> yeah. The bat the batfish channel. Yeah. Prepare to go double platinum, mate. I heard um, Ammo Flies is coming out of retirement and they're going to build a, a batfish nard fly. Yep. It's what, is all you do is just glue a Chiquito onto a hook. <laughs> I heard. I, I thought it was a talk. Yeah. A what? All talk, rumors, you know. Could be. You never know. I'll flip to a hook. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm working on a step by step video for that. I'm just looking up my fibre and just uh, work it out, you know what I'm saying? Can you give us a little hint on what you'd use to make a little poop fly? Yeah, yeah, like plenty of like Metamucil, you got to have that in a few days ahead, right? <laughs> right. How do you tie that to a hook? 
you, you mold it around the hook more more than tie it. Mm. It's a it's a it's a bit of a, a brown area, like because it's also <laughs> got a scent as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, what we call the brown area in uh, fly tying circles. <laughs> you didn't, Vols, You didn't expect it to go this way tonight, did you? Nah, we've we've gone. Yeah, we've gone south, further south than we've. Yeah, we've got to go. We've got to go the opposite of down right yeah. now, right? Yeah, and part of that's my fault. I, I dropped the mum joke in there. Sorry, Batesy. Yeah, you, mean, right. you started this off. I yeah. reckon we could trace this this tra- this uh, downward trajectory towards that from that mum joke. Okay, so I reckon, I reckon the listeners uh, literally calling your bluff, fellas. You knew where it was going. <laughs> I've been doing casting lessons. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it before we get to the get into the crux of the show. We're still are not into the uh, to the theme of the show yet. Yeah, there is a Te- theme, guys. Technically, yeah. like technically, guys, like. We would normally be doing an intro now before the guest comes on. However, we decided tonight we we we, we take on a co-host more than a guest. He's yeah, family. He's more than a guest. He's, he's yeah, more he's, than a guest. He's family. He's he's part of the furniture. Literally you know? family. Yeah. The intermediate family. It literally. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Voltsy, actual family. Genetically <laughs> similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I've been doing a few. I got, uh, I should, sh- I should shout out. I've had a cancellation, and um, in a couple of weeks, I'll just check that date um, yep. for people that are listening. So this comes out on the eighth, on the 29th, ninth. I've got, uh, I had, I had, I had um, three hours booked on Saturday morning yep. um, for two different customers, um, and um, both of them have pulled the pin. Funny, they mm. don't even know each other, but I've got uh, Saturday morning lined up there for anyone who's interested in, in the casting lessons. Right here. Cool, man. Sounds like a free ad, but good work, man. Where, where yeah, well, yeah. what? Where, where was that happening again? On the Sunshine Coast, Tiger. Oh. Well, it's, I mean, Just, it's not unheard of. You could get down from Townsville. Um, what's it, you had, you've had a few guys come up from the Gold Coast and Ipswich. Yeah. 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 I've had, yeah. Um, these, um, I've got a dude on, uh, on, on Saturday. I know he listens to this show. G'day, Len. He's um, coming up on Saturday with his 10-year-old son. Um, he's coming up from the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah. I think uh, the other a couple of weeks ago had um, a dude, pretty cool dude. Uh, I know he listened to the podcast as well, Michael, Michael Ros- Roswell. I hope I'm pronounced that right, man. Um, uh, and he came from Esk, I think, or something like that, like two hours away too, man. So you know, pretty cool. Guess they drive past a few instructors, but you know, like it's um, yeah. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, it's good to meet people like that. You know, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, you know, great people who fish a lot. You know, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, you know, like what are they? Uh, well, you talk to people who, who who are looking for a casting coach or you know assistance with it, and and one of the things most of them value is that they want to they want to actually learn to cast of someone who who has a solid fishing background, you know, a demonstrable fishing background. Oh um, yeah, you know, yeah. sorry. No, oh, don't mean you're right. You're right. Like it's how uh, people come to me and they they say, oh, I like uh, I want to, I want to cast a tuna or something like that, or I fucking um, you know I want to cast. I'm having trouble casting Dahlbergs or something like that. You know, it's it's always something I can I, I can relate to like, for the for the majority of it. You know, it's um yeah, yeah that's funny you should say that. I, I wonder if that's got something to do with it. I don't I don't know, but um it's something yeah. I can relate. My 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 I was very fortunate. My initial casting coaches were were um. 
you know Rod Harrison and and later on you know I met met Peter Morse you know who, who are those guys I've never heard of them before yeah never heard of them that actually <laughs> <sure. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway but yeah that, enough of that yeah yeah but it's good it's good yeah yeah well no I, I know where you're going with it because they're but they're both fish like you said so it's um it's easy to relate to it like a, a simple question like <clears throat> like you know I know you fish for fucking I don't know, bass, you know, like how do you cast a fast sink line? What's the deal with fast sink lines or something stupid like that, yeah. you know? Like it's um, just something you can relate to. I never get asked, um, you know, how do I uh, how do I nymph the trout? Yeah. How, never do, you, had that. how do you do tenkara? You're hanging yeah. on, I'll ask Fisher Crunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, um, I've, um, I started with a wild fish DVD and done all the self, you know, pretend I knew what I was doing for too long. And now yeah. I'm, I'm, I am now, you know, casting average to intermediate kind of gear. Mm. I reckon if I had someone like you roll through, or you know, close when I can get older, mm. and learn something that I, you know, actually learn something rather than, you know, trying to figure out this art by myself, it'd be, man, I'd, I think I'd be um, way well off, you know, way better off for it. I know what you're saying, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you know, yeah. just brown you know yeah dad whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 odd couple because but um yeah no look mate it's um it, it is one of those sports hey like it's like god uh, like golf or something like that you know like you could you could play your whole life with bad habits really but even even, even as a casting instructor you're not exactly infallible to bad casts or anything like that but it's um you know if you like you have you have someone who's watching you who can translate and uh or diagnose and translate diagnose false and be able to translate um uh you know accurately some advice that's going to be able to help you to um understand it yourself and and self-diagnose into the future and correct yeah. those faults like that's yeah. i guess that's where the skill comes into it really at the oh, end of the totally. day. it's one right. thing being able to look at someone casting and it's another thing you know then to analyze the the fault well to identify the fault analyze the cause and then you got to communicate it uh, to the person and then work on it with them on how to fix it you know and yeah. there's a lot of separate issues there and you know i'm aware of various um you know curriculums with casting instructions deal with that at various levels um but you know like at the end of the day it's sort of you know results and, and reputation and and that speak for himself so yeah 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 no that's that's it i you know, but uh, I mean, there's some great casting instructors in Australia, but I guess um, yeah. it's like fly ties, I suppose. You know, you you, you, you go to people that, that sort of specialise in certain things, and that's yeah. the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, Love just cookie. because it just because it's soap doesn't mean it's clean, so they say. You know. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, not for Millsy though. Just because it's a toothbrush doesn't mean it's clean. <laughs> Yep. Millsy's been in the background sending me messages. He's packing shit about tonight, eh? <laughs> have you told him that the uh, the co-host uh, who we got on? Have you already? Uh, I'll, I'll read you the conversation. Hey, Pancho, are you on Skype? Who's that? Who said that? Did he say I it said to you? That did to he? Him. Oh, all right, because uh-huh, you no, could you, you could be Pancho quite easily as well. Hey, I don't know yeah. No. Uh, not not with not with your clothes on, but no. when you get when you get that fleece out. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. Oh yeah, I said Col- you're on Colombian the- probably tonight, and then he didn't reply. I said we've got Batesy on, and you are getting it deluxe. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? You baits you on again, scraping the bottom of the barrels. Ha ha ha. Put him on, Vols. Show some decorum. Like, you didn't have to read that out. No, no. He, he will tell me this. <laughs> Who will? He doesn't leave this. Look, I've, I've said before, there's a group chat of a, you know, few um, fishing, uh, like, data operators and stuff like that that I've met around Australia. And we're all talking together, so he's probably going to tell me I'm a shit gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, like, it's all right. You, you can read it out, Dad. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right, mate. I've never actually forgiven him for calling Southern Saratoga ugly. Right? <laughs> I just put it out there. They're How dare you? Yeah. I seen that struck a string little chord with you, didn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. not, I mean, not, not directly what he said, but I thought to myself, what if other fucking idiots think the same thing? I need to fucking, I need to fucking tell it the way it is and just tell them how much of a pussy that Jardini is. You know, yeah. you, know? you find that fish anywhere else around the whole fucking world. You only find one Australian Saratoga, the Lycardi. That's it. You, mm-hmm. You're top enders, mate. You, you, you know, like you may as well be Asian. Let's face it. You know, <laughs> you got all the same species. <laughs> There's only one Australian, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Pauline's yeah. Australian. No, I'm only kidding. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's fuck. fuck Pauline. <laughs> I would. I've never eaten fish and chips anyway, mate. You know? Are you xenophobic, Chris? Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah. No, nah, nah, it's uh, he's a good sport, mate. I'm sure, he'll, I'm sure he'll dig the show. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Enough smoke and mirrors. What do you reckon about tonight? Is it, is it time we can reveal what tonight's show is? Should we hit the record button? Yeah, we should. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> you missed. Yeah, that's a real long. That's a real long pretender of that one. Yeah. Oh. It's a forty minutes. Hey, Batsy, as, as an avid listener, have you ever fallen for the fact that we've gone? Oh no, we've hit the record button. Have Never. you ever fallen for it? Never. God, man, he's telling you, Volts, he's doing sharp, man. Can't yeah. much faster, mate. Yeah. Bloody professor. Mudskipperology, man, I don't miss nothing. Yeah, magnum cum laude at uh, Mudskipperology as well. In fact, you're pretty humble to not mm-hmm. mention that. I, I can't believe uh, impressive. That guy that posted a photo of a mudskipper on fly yeah. didn't give me a shout out. Yeah, who was that? I don't know, I forget. I originated it and he should have bloody, you know, given me my bloody uh-huh. hashtag Batesy, you know. Well done, mate. Thanks for oh. showing these are actually a target. To be fair, you know, it's only revealed on social media and people who fish for mudskippers aren't exactly socially genius, you know? Yeah. Let's face it. So, I mean... I can't the, 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 that at me, Sorry, man. I can't help but think it's a stab at me. Why, why <laughs> are you getting... The, See, this is, that's exactly what I mean. See, if you were socially apt, you would realise that I wasn't having a go at you. But because of your love of mudskippers, it's taken away the, the ability for you to empathise with the uh, conversation and, and realise that, you know, this isn't all about you, mate. Right? It literally is. Look, I'm the guest, aren't I? You're not the guest, mate. You're, you're a co-host, right? right. Yep. You're copping at the same as Vaults and the same as me and the same as Millsy. Just a technicality. Just a technicality, mate. <laughs> you, you, you are standing in for Andy Bolts tonight, mate. Oh what's, man, I was looking forward to another Andy Bolch session. <laughs> well, what's what's the topic tonight? Let's stop beating around. Let's the get let's get Bolchy on. 
a dream. <laughs> nah. There so, yeah. So we've got the uh, the topic. The topic. What is it? Gutter, gutter fishing. Gutter fishing. That's right. Yep, scumbags who travel the suburbs looking for man-made waterways to hold <laughs> fish right under your nose and then holding them really far <laughs> forward on social media. <laughs> You're saying that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got I've got all the kids and all the you know working seven days at the moment. Well, you know that's why I haven't fished recently. But you know it takes it. You know having having all the kids and having all the work. Yeah, it doesn't leave you much time for fishing. Yeah, sometimes you got to find that alternative spot, you know, and got to scratch that itch. And um, you know, a lot of us probably drive over fishing opportunities daily for work or you know might have one within five or ten minutes you know i've, I've got a pond near my house and um i've lived in this house for 14 years 15 years what's your address and about five years ago um there was a bit of a dry spell and this pond bloody um started drying up and i'm walking the walk actually it was only about three years ago i was walking the dog and i looked in and <coughs> fish dying right in this, in this dried up pond, I've been walking past it for ages. Um, sorry, I got a question. When you walk the dog, uh, what kind of handbag do you use to, to put the dog in? Like, is it a big yeah, one? Cool. Come on, man! Don't don't cut off the stories, man. Just let them go, all right? Let them marinate. Yeah, we we let you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're walking, right. Walking you didn't along have to. And, I, and I look down, and there's a there's a fifty centimeter tarpon, and this thing's been landlocked in this tiny little pond for years. And I just, I've been walking past it with a fucking dog. And the only reason I knew it was there, it was dried up and started dying. You know? Did you have a rod in your bag? Nah, not when you walk the dog, mate. Had it right oh. pocket. Mm. Must be a small bag then, eh? Yeah, yeah. Have you fished at Vaults? Uh, no, no, I just, I kicked myself for walking past it all the time. But um, since then, yeah, it, uh, well, I knew there was, there's this tiny little creek coming out of it and doesn't, pretty i know it's about three kilometers till it gets to morton bay but i'm talking it only ever connects up during extreme weather events and it's, it's got a few little small weirs in between it and there's you know there's a few um spangled perch there's no tilapia in it um but yeah it, this this thing was a complete surprise for me eh? that'd be cool man and um yeah and uh, what's the access like to it you gotta like uh stand up to your nipples in um long grass nah no, you just you could just walk along this bit of concrete and you flip it into it. I'm just embarrassed with how accessible it was. No one ever fishes it. You you make a good point, man. Like it's um, I mean it's it's not dirty or disgusting. It's a matter of um dealing with like uh uh you know creating advantages with what you got. Uh, yeah. We've talked about it on the show before. You know, like it's um you know we all we all sort of do we all overlook it, but um then we when we relive it, you know, like it's um yeah it's it's pretty cool. Like it's like this time of year. Traditionally, for me, as my fly fishing interests increased, it was all about bigger and better fish and, and pelagics and stuff like that. And it's only been recently that I, I'm starting to look at um, things like I did with Shannon, you know, like at the same time where I would normally be like just fishing for tuna you know, and yeah, blindly, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, um, and But that's the sort of stuff that you do as, as a kid or uh, it's just, it's easy, but the point is it's easily overlooked, you know. Like you said, it's easily overlooked. And uh, and what you're saying there, Bolchi, about, um, about making the most of your time, you know, with the kids and stuff like that. You know, like it's uh it's uh it's it's just a, a means to uh, the most practical way to get get out and go fishing, which is something that, you know, I think we'd like to highlight on the show tonight. Hey, 
Bloody oath. Yeah, well said. Thank you. Bloody oath. Appreciate well, it, man. <laughs> it's also a really good opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for not interrupting either, please. It's really, really frustrating if someone interrupts you, isn't it? It's hard to interrupt someone that doesn't have a breath between their words. Look, it's... Well, I got to I got to So there I go again, interrupting again. Look, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll sit this one out. You guys go. Uh, the, the, okay, when you're ready, mate. So, how it is. So I apologise. Like you up. said, it's, it's it. You done, Dad? Yep, gotcha. An easy access thing for me. I mean, you know, I've got a spare hour in the Arvo. I know there's fish there. Why not just go and catch a couple of them to scratch the itch, you know? Mm, until yeah. until you get to where you actually want to be. I'm a I'm a on foot fisherman. I don't have a boat, so you know I take the opportunity where it comes. I don't you know wait patiently for weeks, months, you know, to yeah. get out on a boat, you know, and you know fish flats or you know what you want to do. So I, I take the opportunity where I can. There's, there's yeah. no, like, what's the point of looking in the, um, the Soluna bloody, you know. Soluna calendar. Whatever. Like, I didn't just, mean to interrupt, I apologise. Just go fishing. It's, it's, you win, you lose. Doesn't matter, you're getting out. You got, it's better to have loved and lost than to not have loved at all. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, yeah, basically. You look, mm. It's, um, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of fun when you can't have the fun you want. Man, it's it's not... I don't reckon it's any compromise at all. There's some fucking incredible fish in that sort of shit. Look at the milkies you've been catching, man. That's fucking great. I think yeah. um, it's the sort of, of thing that... Down, what? A lot of people cut those milkies down because they're pond fish and they're fed, you know, like... You get Joe Blow feeding the bloody ducks down the pond and the milkies are eating it. And then yeah. old Joe Jerry's that you can catch them on bread and then they just kill them. Like, yeah. That's the... Uh, it's it's almost shooting fish in a barrel, to a degree. But man, there's a lot of little science behind it that I, I still don't properly properly understand. Yes, yeah. there's, there's lads there that catch, you know, a hundred times more milkies than me. I, you know, I've caught caught a handful here and there. But the, so what's the, what's the, the appeal to them with you then? Pardon? What's the appeal to? I mean, about like the appeal of. Of before you catch them, you know, like the way you approach them, like what's, I mean, you're talking about guys that'll go out there and, and catch a shitload more than you, for whatever reason, they, you know, they, they might be soaking bread in tuna oil or whatever, but, <laughs> you know, you're, um, you're only just using the S factor, I'm guessing, right? No, I do the, um, flexo crafted <laughs> bread in it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, when I, when I first moved to Townsville, I, I got introduced Back again to the fly rod through a mate of mine, uh, Morgan Walton. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, we're going down to catch these milkies. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going down to a pond to catch a milky. Like, it's a mullet. It's an overgrown mullet. What are you talking about? He goes, nah, man, you don't know. You don't even get it. And I was like, or right, I'll give it a crack. Um, previous to that, I was talking to Tedler. And he, he's like, just go down there with a paddle tail, tiny paddle tail, and put it in the current. Or if you can't do it that way, get a bit of bread, you'll catch one. He didn't tell me spots. He didn't tell me anything. He just said, hey, if you can't do it like that, catch one. I, don't, I might have not told yeah. him I was fly fishing at that stage. Um, long story short, I, I, all I wanted to do was get one on a fly that didn't resemble resemble bread, you know. like a, Yeah. I, I couldn't see the 
the f- there was no fun in that because mm. it was like a short mm. thing really if you burly up with bread and you put a bread fly in front of them how they do it in darwin at doctor's gully you know trained to feed on bread it's there's no skill in it mm. landing the fish might be another story but getting the bite it's not an issue uh the little tips and tricks i i didn't learn any of them i i got taught the tips and tricks and you know started to convert a few of these fish and, and it was so hard it took me I, we might have even touched on this on the last time I was on, but it took me a while. It took me maybe a year of just, you know, trying to work out times and tides and when and where's and all that kind of rubbish. And I finally, finally, uh, you know, converted one. And then it was um, second to none, really. It was pretty, pretty, pretty exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. There was no sight fishing in it. It was, um, you know, just a standard cast and retrieve. But the milkies, milkies eat that way, do they? Cast a cast and retrieve like that? Yeah. That's the only way I've I've never kind of put one in front of one feeding on a flat or like I haven't. It's a one of the spots is like a pretty consistent spot once you get the times and tides and stuff. Mm. And you yeah, know, but... place right time, you narrow that down and you start. <laughs> Works Is that the, the lake or the canal, mate? Uh, the canal's not so much. I haven't. I've yeah. seen a few small, like schools of small fish in the canals, yeah. but in the um, in the ponds around town, yeah, yeah, it becomes once you learn the bits and pieces, it becomes a bit easier. Not, it's not easy. It's it's less hard, you know. Yeah, it mm. makes sense when you understand water movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that's I, I don't, got that out of the way pretty early in the piece, and I still go down there and you know dabble when I think it's going to be a good time. Yep. But um, the the barras and the jacks and all that kind of stuff that get around in those systems, real local, like real, real local, are massive. Like a few of the spots I fish, a couple of people got you know meet a ten barramundi in there. Wow. Well, I'd go down there and I'd just play around with rats. I thought that's kind of where they just hung out and ate, ate bait, you know. Like, yeah. But to see the metre 10 kind of saltwater barramundi getting up in there, you, you're always in for a chance. It's like the lotto, really, I guess. It's mm. a small chance, but if it happens, it happens. And if you don't go and play in them, you won't see them. Yeah. 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 They're, so, they're a good yeah. place to, to uh, at the very least, is is to you know to hone your skills uh, you know whether that be you know casting or or um you know striking or or even you know um um uh fit you know fish fighting if you know if, if you if you want to improve and, and you want to test out various things that they re- they do provide a great opportunity for that at, at the very least but on top of that they are up they are a challenge and, and they end up um the fish in there they can see a lot of a lot of presentations over a period of time so it's it's a good way to to um you know stay ahead of the game and to to keep your um to keep your your skill sets um sharp you know yeah well, yeah i was gonna say the same thing sorry 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 Batey, mate you go yeah no i was just agreeing with Volta, mate. you keep going <clears throat> that's the thing like they most of those places that you're talking about there that are accessed by land 
they're accessed by a lot of people as well, you know, so they've seen a lot of shit, those fish, you know, depending, no matter where you are, fresh, salt, whatever. <clears throat> but, um, but I mean, like, there's also, there's also a whole world, I should get it closer to the, uh, the old Mick, um, that's better, hey, you can hear me right? Yeah. This, this, this thing's on. Um, but like, it's, you know, like, there's also lends itself to a bit more exploring as well, which is probably, as I say this, I realise that, you know, North Queensland or Northern Australia is not really the, you know, well... I shouldn't say that either, you know, but um, just thinking of more crockwise. But you're talking about suburban stuff and things like that. But it's yeah, it lends itself out to be more of a, uh, a bit more adventurous and sort of, you know, you got to think a little bit more out of the square to uh, outside of the box rather to um to find some untouched stuff as um as an urban an urban urban rat, you know, sort of fishing, yeah. you know. I found it um a bit more, you know, the the. Joe Blow spots that everyone knows. I find it a bit more exciting to catch a fish in those spots where people go, nah, everyone fishes there, it's fished out. You mm. can't, can't catch fish there at this time. Look, oh, well, challenge accepted, why not? I, yeah. Differ. And, you know, you go and catch fish when you're not supposed to catch fish. I mean, it's a bit more exciting. It's a bit more rewarding, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like... I like something along similar lines there, like uh, going to places, you know, like I'm not giving anything away if I say this, but like where, where I was fishing with Shannon last night, like, fuck, man. Or, or even like, um, you know, like the fish in the Brisbane River, like, we're, and we're talking to Steve Morgan last night, like it's, you know, like, it's, you know, those fish are hard to work out, but you're in a city of fucking two million people and it's one of the fucking best fisheries in Queensland. It's great, yeah. you know? And I mean, a lot of people know a lot of similar stuff there, but there is a real... There's a real group of uh, ninjas who fucking know shit right under people's noses that, you know, it can only work that out from time on the water, you know? And the um, and same, like, like I said, with that place that I was fishing with Shannon last night, like, it's, you know, people would fucking, if people knew where the fuck that was, like, they, they you know, this is why, you know, Shannon tells me that, you know, he, get, he, had, he gets people, he had people, he gets people ringing him on Facebook Messenger that he doesn't even know, trying to fucking ask him where, where it is, you know? And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> could you so could fun. you imagine that? Just sitting there, just fucking phone rings and someone, some random Facebook friend that you just like fucking press, you don't know who it is. And they're just like, hey man, do you want to tell me exactly where you're going fishing? I'd like to go and catch something there. How <laughs> does get fuck sound, you know? It's, um, <laughs> you know, like you can't, you can't give some of those spots up. Like that's, um, a, like it, it is, it's like a real little cult, you know, like this, um, land-based urban fishing you're like the guys that do it there's guys that do it super well you know and there's guys that um and there's those guys are so cagey and they're so clever in when in what they um um in what they what they put out there for people to see because those guys have learned the hard way as well like in in these times like we spoke to sam hine about learning through social media and stuff like that the times when you're learning to fish while social media is around as opposed to what it when when it wasn't you know um Instagram uh, bi you call that before Instagram right that's uh, <laughs> you know so back in bi you know like uh, when you're learning this sort of stuff you kind of got to learn to read the water but why wouldn't you use social media as, as a tool to be able to figure that out and those guys that have done that rightfully don't don't really sort of put it back into the community and because you can't you know like there's just like as an example again like the most recent spot i finished like if that if, if that shit spot was shared with one other person it'd be fucked for everyone you know mm. it just it just would be you know like it's i mean there's no way 
two boats could have been in there, like uh, where we were last night. Uh, it would have just ruined it. No one would have caught anything. Yeah, you right. Know? Bloody oath. You know, so yeah. So I mean, like that that whole um, that whole ninja side of the things. You know, like do you do you get into that? Uh, like as far as like um, you know, you get a spot that you've worked out that's popular that everyone fishes, and you you've got some sort of rhythm going on there. You know, you got to you got to play your cards close to your chest with that, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. it's so on. I don't know with the photos, it's a little bit of camera placement. I don't do any blurring out apart from that milky photo because it was. Oh, a, I was just about to say the one photo you have is the one yeah, we used for you on the last show. Pretty, um, pretty. <laughs> it's a, it's a well-known spot. It doesn't matter. The, nah. the, the truth's out. I'm not giving it away here on the thing, but it's not hard bloody work out. Yeah. But, Whereabouts is it exactly? Like, if you were going to search on GPS on uh, Google Maps, look at the north side of Townsville, right? Southwest of there, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, round about the like, like eastern suburbs of Townsville up north. But... Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, southern, the southern, though, the southern end. Yeah, yeah. Great, uh, but everyone knows it. Like, mm. I would. I literally just told thousands of people where this is. Do you regret no. that? No. Not one bit? They don't know what time and tide, you know? Is a, yeah. So is... about that, right? What about that? What about like about that, right? So that, that, that aspect of it is something I was leading towards here with this. <laughs> um, how much, you know, like it's, uh, I, I just find it very interesting how, how, how people would rate their fishing trip. Uh, and we've spoken this on the show before and in, in other ways in uh in a one in one session you know what i mean like it's uh as far as you know like if you lived somewhere like you know like uh, you were in some pretty fruitful parts of the world you could go out and you could pretty much expect you know some pretty good pretty good fishing every day but when you live in a highly populated area you know you, your your expectations need to be modified and it i guess again with social media it's pretty hard to do that this day and age but if you're going to work out a spot with these uh, highly populated areas, it's not the sort of place you're going to rock up to a place that everyone knows and, and just start braining fish because ev- everyone would do it. You got to figure out these uh, eccentricities of the of the joint and, and these um, you know these small windows you're talking about, right? So I mean, that would come about not only in like six months. I mean, you're, you're talking like a, even a few years really to sort of go that you know you don't get like as an example, you don't get April twice in a year. You know, you yeah. got to if you if you discover something in April. To figure out that it happens in every April, that's going to happen. That can't be the next April. That's got to be the third April. You start to go. Oh, I think I might be onto something here. And yeah. on the fourth April, you're going. Fuck! It's happened the last four years in a row. There's definitely something about every April. I'm going to show up here at this at this time. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. You can't work a spot out in a week. Like it's impossible. Mm. It's yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Hundred percent. It goes over years and years. I mean, yeah, I've so- been Townsville for since I was eighteen. And I've been and gone five times, so I've lost a lot of knowledge that I knew back then. You know, putting some of those, you know, same processes in in action, and you know, coming out fruitless. Because mm. I thought, well, thought I was onto something, but obviously I'm not. There's something different. What's going on? Yeah, it keeps you thinking. It's good, especially in the you know, in the urban urban parts you think you've got it dialed in and then something changes and you know whether it's temperature or tide or moon or you know they're eating on a a, a different tide to what they 
were feeding on that month, you know, you'll never figure it out in a week. It's no know, impossible. The, the alternative to, to, to figuring it out is just time on the water. You know, really, at the end of the day, and it's um, it's you know, like they say, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes, right? Yeah. When you've got an hour in the Arvo, <laughs> luck, yeah. luck is always better than being good, that's for sure. Well, then it comes down to just shaping your expectations, you know? Like, that, that, that hour in the Arvo might be just a matter of getting away from the, the fam and just, you know, having that hour away and drinking, like, seven tall dogs, you know, and um, not catching something, you know? And, um, yep. But it's still cool. Like, you'd be looking forward to going back the next day to see if you can sort of pin that pin that fish, whatever, you know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, that'd be the go. How how like if, if you're going to give advice to um to Voltsy to go and catch that tarp and what would you be offering him as far as advice goes? Cast net, get a cast net, you won't miss. <laughs> yep. So if it's important to you get that grip and grin and, and wipe that lens volts, like that that might be the best uh-huh. bet. But if but if it's um if it's fly fishing you're after, what would your advice would you give him shaped in that way there, Batesy? Uh, so I don't look at any water and think there's no fish there. Every every body of water, I think, oh, I reckon there's a fish in there. Yep. And that's that's that. what you might have been walking past that thing, going, no fish in there, no yep. fish in there, and then dries up, and there's one fish flapping in there. Like, oh, that's a missed opportunity just because of the, I guess, the attitude that you think there's no fish in there. Not saying you've got a bad attitude or anything. I'm just, no, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, I do. Yeah. I don't know. It's a way of thinking well you're right i mean if you take that attitude into into just even you know fishing in in other spots like say say for example you snag bashing or something you know, oh, there won't be one in there you know like you'll never catch anything if you assume that there's not a fish there who you you know you make you make that the conclusion before you actually fish it you know mm-hmm. like you're doing yourself a disfavor you've just got to keep an open mind and keep keep fishing and throw out everything you know that's it mm. yeah yeah, I mean, it does. It does foster attitude changing as well. That's for sure. I mean, fuck. I, I, I realize what I'm about to say is that you know maybe maybe through just access to information of, through social media, starting to re- like look at people down south as ch- attitudes change, changing towards fly fishing to you know natives and and saltwater species and stuff. But maybe that's always been going on. I, I know it. In fact, I already I know it's always been going on. But I'm talking about the popularity of it, you know, and it's that land-based sort of attitude that um, that can really um, that can really sort of you know like foster that direction, you know, and, and probably open up fisheries to some people that they didn't even know they'd enjoy, you know. Like uh, at the end of last year, I was talking about fishing some duck ponds for for tarpon and stuff like that, you know. It's um, and that was it was fucking awesome, man. I really loved it going in on foot. I mean, I, I got a boat. I could go take the boat out if I wanted to, but just sneaking in and going all Captain Adventure for just something different. It really just takes you back to sort of just being a grommy, you know, and that's the sort of stuff that I would have done as a grom, you know, things like, you know, even back in when I was really young, just fishing bait, just finding an old fucking frame on a jetty and using that on a tiny little hook and catching fish and just getting stoked on, you know, something like that, like a, a bare legal brim. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's easy to, I, I think that that feeling of fishing can come back quite easily no matter how advanced you are or whatever, you know, whatever, however, yeah, fuck. We're on a fly fishing show, we're talking to a, a world of elitists here, or people think that they're um, they're they're evolved evolved out of other forms of fishing. But you can't. It's pretty. It there's a lot of situations that you can take you back to that to that feeling, that grassroots, I suppose, 
which I think is really, really, really good for fishing, all fishing, really, you know? And if you don't have that in you, like, left in you, like, if you think live baiting's out of your realm, like, if you if you go down with your mum to the riverbank, you're not going to make a cast of, a, you know, fly rod all day or, you know, lob out a, a lure. Mm. You know, you sit on the bank, cook or feed, put a livey out. It's not a, it's... It's not a, it's if it's out of your realm, it's um, I think you might be on that elitist train, maybe. Yeah, so, I go live baiting every day with my mum. Yes, <laughs> but if you did, where would you go and what time would you be there? Early, early hours, um, late in the afternoon down south. Yeah, what day, mate? I'm just writing this down Mondays, mainly Mondays. Cool, mate. Um, would it be too much to ask to just grab that number off here for her and I just um, I can just confirm I'm going to be there. Oh four oh six. Yep. Six six one seven seven six. That's too many numbers, man. <laughs> it doesn't. It, I'm putting it straight into my phone. Give her a buzz. Let's see if she answers. Yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> no, everyone. Can you not tell everyone that number? Can you edit that? No, I'll, I'll edit that out. Just bleep out the line. Bring in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. I was after um. Uh, Mrs. Bates? No? Right. Mum. Ah, uh, sorry. Sorry to disturb you. Cheers. Uh, that was Anaconda. Oh. <laughs> it must be doing stock take. Uh, there wouldn't, couldn't be too much stock take at that Anaconda, mate. I think it was a different Anaconda. It's already uh, been taken. That. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I still got it. <laughs> I guess uh, you know the, the whole the whole thing. You're right. Like it's. Um, I mean, I, I got I got no interest to go fishing and 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 live bait, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself elitist in that respect at all. Like I just I'd be I'd be I don't need to catch a fish that bad to have to cat have to want to catch a fish every time I go. You know, that's nice too. That's for sure. But um, but um, I guess you know it's you got to take that understanding. Like you got to take the the knowledge that you like. That you would if you were going to live bait in into fly fishing, I suppose. And it's easy to um, it's easy to let go when you when you you know you evolve into fly fishing. A lot of people will, and you know, I was the same as I mentioned earlier. You'll start you'll start putting you know soaring to more and more heights of expectations of yep. um, of different fish, and you'll start to leave species behind, so to speak. And it's um it's almost been like uh, you know. Um, for me in recent years like i've just gone back like backwards i'm not, not so much regressed but when i've gone back into species that i've left behind in in, in previous years for, for whatever reason and you're getting back to them you're going fuck i mean i really miss this and geez I'm, I'm out of touch with this you know like i really really am and you start to realize that you know like something like tuna you know once you once you sort of know the the, the patterns and the methods of those fish it's just it's just a matter of putting a cast into a fucking mosh pit half the time you know but yeah. um but some of those fish that are like highly pressured that you know to the point where they could, they're probably so aware of other people uh, humans and other people humans that they could probably even hear your fucking footsteps and know that then and, and and you know associate that with danger they're yep. like you know when you start to start to split you got to start to split hairs of, of things like that as opposed to worrying about just jet skis you know you really <laughs> um <laughs> you, you really start it really just it just i don't know man it's just it's just really it's really easy to lose skills eh without without doing what we're talking about on the show tonight you know i think it's really healthy and it's a real uh, all-rounder thing even if you were going to take kids fishing 
Uh, and they were fishing like whiting worms or a little tiny whiting on the beach and just to fish with whiting on fly or something like that, provided, you know, you're not being an arsehole and like um, telling people to move out of the way because it's in the way you're casting and, you know, you gotta you got to adapt to that sort of stuff. Part of that adapting to the scenario of being land-based or fishing highly pressured areas, I think that's what improves the skills of, of fishermen, mindsets yeah. of fishermen even, you know? 100%. Have you fellas got any fish that you've left behind that you really, really miss? Well, well, like uh, had some sort of like like uh, emotional connection to or something. Mm, just maybe uh, you're not close enough to it to do it as much as you'd want, or Ooh, yeah. Oh, I do what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, old fellas, like you might have an, ex an extinct species that you used. Back to in have. my day, <laughs> lung lungfish didn't have lungs back then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, global warming. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they were called snorkel fish back then. They had a snorkel. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, I sort of get what you're asking there, Batesy. Um, look, I, there is. Um, I've lived. I've lived in Brisbane for a long time. Um, you know, most of my fishing sort of life. So, um, but yeah, there. I had a um, had a mate living up on a New England, and I used to go and visit him quite regularly. And um, once he moved out of there, I, I actually haven't been back. And um, but yeah, it uh, he had he had a lot of Murray cod and um, and uh, actually rainbow trout at that period of time as as his urban fish, and it sort of became by default my urban fish because I was fishing them a bit. Oh. Um, and I missed I missed that. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah, I just I just like I just miss the estuaries, man. I find them, I find them hard, and I and I like I like to accomplish shit in the estuaries. You know, they're yeah. um. The they're hard. Challenge. Yeah, well, they're hard. They're like, they're, you know, like uh, where I live in, um, they're like my local puddle of saltwater is, I guess, the Pumicestone Passage in southeast Queensland here. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I've, 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 I've fished that area since I was in you know, primary school in the fucking, in the 80s, the early 80s and stuff like that. Like, fuck, I've seen that place change as far as fish populations go. It's fucking hard now, man. It's hard because of the development, the agriculture, the population i watched yeah. them take the nets out of that place while i was in high school when it was just uh when the commercial fishing that went in on the passage was was just mullet you know there was there was no i don't think there was anything any other sort of um you know uh fin species that was getting taken at the time and the fishing hasn't got any better since then and like you know i can't really sit around and go and well you know the fishing's fucked there's no fish around i'm finding it, find it too hard it, it, it's definitely possible, you know, like uh, I just think that those, um, you just can't do what worked 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you know, and it's, it just can't, you got to keep evolving. I like, I like that mind game. I like that game of chess. That's what I right. like, you know, yep. you know, it's, um, I really do, you know, it's, um, I, I mean, again, like I got tuna out the front of there. I like tuna and I do find them challenging. I, I definitely don't find them easy to the point of like, you know, I'm going to go out for an hour, catch five fish and come home and that's a given and just, you know, can't do that. But, you know, there's no given at all that I can go out in the Pumicestone Passage and, and catch a Jewfish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At all, you know? Yeah. Like I, like the other week I went fishing for him and I found him. I could see him, but I couldn't stay on him. And I was on that, on that school for about, fuck, I don't know, five hours. And I just couldn't get one to fucking eat, you know? I could have chucked a plastic down there if I had conventional gear on the boat. Could have chucked a fucking live bait down there, and I'm sure I would have got an eat. But I, I didn't come away from that that session going, "Fuck this." I came away for it going, "I can't wait to get back because I'm I'm 
I'm gonna fucking figure them out, you know. Yep. And uh, and that's something that, that maybe ten years ago was was slowly creeping away from me, you know, uh, because I was I was traveling to destinations or I was you know like fishing for bigger and more glam fish and stuff like that. Not that they're any easier, but it's just. I don't know the, the the skills that you need to to, mm. to to be the fisherman you want to is sometimes on your on your um on your on your front on your back door front door so what are you going yeah backyard whatever you want to call it, you know it's just yeah. it doesn't need to be you know fucking magazine quality species you know most of the time yeah um, yeah I don't know I don't know if I'm articulating that correctly and it's coming across as the way it is but uh yeah with this show the whole thing we want to do like we've had plenty of guests on that that say that. Yeah, look at um, look at Yako Lucas, man. Like what he called himself in his words verbatim, a fish slut. He'll he'll go fucking yeah. catch anything, you know. And um, and that guy's clearly probably doesn't sleep, you know. Like he's super motivated to do what he does and where he goes and stuff. But it's uh, it's, there's just no there's no need to be um, you know, you don't need to go to the Seychelles and be a guy in the Seychelles to do that, you know. You can still have a normal life and a normal job, and still be doing that, like fishing that hour in in the drains every day or every couple of days or whatever the weather permits you know conditions permit you know as opposed to sort of waiting six months for your fishing trip so i think i think yeah. that's the, probably the death of a fisherman right there you know really at the end of the day yep you know I if know. you wait if you're waiting six months to go to go fishing you know like fuck that's that's it it's in a nutshell it's the death of a fisherman eh? really i reckon i've seen it seen it happen heaps you know i've got friends that they will fish you know once or twice a year on a fucking guided trip, you know, and can justify it to themselves. I work all year, I'll pay for an expensive trip, and I'll just pig out from a catch a year's worth of fish in a week. Uh, it does that doesn't really interest me, eh? You know. Yeah. Bloody oath. Um, mine, mine's the yeah, uh, humbled Ludrick. Oh yeah. I done done that little two year stint down the Jervis Bay region there, and I was. Uh, my brother fished down there, and he goes, "Oh, this old guy is catching these blackfish in this spot." So, and it, this spot was literally shooting fish in a barrel. You could put anything in there; they eat it. But um, I found them on a on a crystal clear beach, you know, inside the bay. Mm. And I I worked them out to a degree there, sight casting, you know, single fish pack of two pack of three maybe and you know getting those things to eat a you know presented piece of scum fly or you know a bit of weed that to me down there was pretty bloody special the brim in inside the base and that was they were a super simple thing you know once you found the spots they were a super super simple small fly small surface fly they're gonna eat it it, it was um it was almost a given, which was really weird because of their brim, you know. But those blackfish, man, in that crystal clear water, it was um, it was the best thing I could find from moving from Townsville to down there. One of the best things I found that kind of, uh, you know, made me want to keep going back, you know, to learn mm. a bit more about a certain species in a certain area. It was yeah. it was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, it was easy, flathead and brim. Like they were the bread and butter species. You know where they live. You know where they, you know where they're feeding. You just put all that into practice with the fly, and and it works out. It was, it's yeah, 
not trying to sound like I, I knew everything. I just rolled into this spot, found them and caught them. Like it was nothing, but the, the blackfish were another level. There was that one spot that got me onto them. That was literally like shooting fish in a barrel. But um, this beach, it was, yeah, I, I still <laughs> still think about it daily. I, like I'd love to go back there and just do that. It, it was pretty special. Yeah. I've yeah. seen like that before. I've been went to we took the family down to Pottsville one Christmas. I got sick as a dog. I, I was fuck. I'm pretty sure it was nearly surrounded Corona. I was just bedridden as fuck. But a couple of days I did get out. I seen the same thing. Like just you know Ludwig on the on the flats in skinny water, just crystal clear water, just cruising around like the brim, just scavenging in really shallow water. I can yeah. picture exactly what you're saying. It'd be awesome. When I, when on, I, a, on a beach with you know, a mild beach break inside the bay, you know. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it was a, uh, yeah, not just a flat where I mean it probably would have been harder just on a on a mill pond flat with these things because they were hard enough with waves breaking and and all that stuff. But mm. uh, with no noise or no movement, you know, just dead still calm, it'd be I reckon it'd be a difficult feat, you know. Yeah. Okay. Is that than on the beach? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was yeah. definitely um, up in the estuary, and it was. Um, you know, it was quite clear water, but it was, uh, you know, like, yeah. yeah, it was, um, yeah, I took my daughter fishing a couple of times and, you know, just, she was just fishing with bait and I'm just wading around having a look and stuff and, yeah, it was like that. Another time I, yeah, just went, found a forward drive track just by myself, went down the bush and found a bit of the creek there and just walked out in the middle. It was just shallow and you could see whiting and stuff everywhere. It was, um, it was alive, you know, it's, yep. uh, and that, that stuff's, that stuff's pretty cool, you know, I reckon, you know, but to, to get out there and study the fish and just sort of just being in the environment uh and it's super accessible you know and it's, and it's easy it's wildly overlooked as, as fly fishermen i reckon not so much yeah. the, about the, the, the species that i'm talking about you know like it's um it's the situation you know really yep if that makes sense the, yeah one of the one of the spots i'm talking about was probably the, the one of the most popular beaches in i mean in australia if you will Bondi. Now, narrows it down pretty good. I don't live there anymore, so I don't really care. But without names, this this place is this has thousands of feet on it a day. You know, is it Bondi? Hey, is it Bondi? No, second biggest beach in the world, Australia. Right. Um, in Jervis Bay, I already said that, Chris. Oh, gotcha. I, I, is that near Jarvis Bay? Maybe depends how you say it. If if, uh, <laughs> if you say it how it's spelled, it's fucking Jervis Bay, mate. Where do, where does Dracula live? In a in a in a coffin. No, that where what what kind of building is the coffin in? A big one. Right, and what would you call that? Coffin building. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know you feel, I feel like you know where I'm steering you. It's um, but you're uh, you're putting roadblocks up in front of me, you know, deflect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? You how would you, how do you pronounce? I want to hear how you pronounce the name of the building that Dracula lives in, right? Notre Dame. Oh my God! Not the name of it, like the, the name of the book. Is it a house? Is it a cabin? Did you just drop a hint? No. Damn it! Yeah, I don't man. know. Look. Is it a castle? How do you say castle? Oh, castle. Do you say castle? I just figured if you say Jervis Bay, you'd probably be saying castle. 
Why? I don't know. It's just I thought it was just Jarvis Bay. That's what I thought it was. Maybe I pronounce it wrong. How do you spell it, but? But the 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 AR is silent. <laughs> there's, there's no AR in Jarvis Bay. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Is it Jarvis? What's? Yeah, right. Well, I'm clearly I'm wrong on an international I, broadcast, and I'm I'm okay with that. You know? That's all right. You can I, just double. You're wrong Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. I'm just going to try and pull this back on track, mate. About urban <laughs> fisheries. Um, Thanks. A Tom. great. A great target that can be found everywhere from, say, Hervey Bay up to Townsville. <laughs> um, even further to Car. Um, have, have you heard of them? They're called tilapia. <laughs> I actually had a feed of tilapia last week. It was delicious. That, that, oh, was, very, that was very clever. Sorry. Volts, volts eye. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love when people call them tilapia. <laughs> Do people call them tilapia? Do they get them up around the Mackay? <laughs> I think they found the, the Mackay region. Yeah. The Mackay region? Yeah. yeah, they do. That's legit, eh? You see some old dudes who call it Mackay and they're adamant yeah. about it. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Mm. Yeah. Ne- never ever get uh, that's a never and ever an argument you want to start at the pub I've learned the hard way yeah. <laughs> you'll never win <laughs> we get tilapia down here you know and they're they're a challenge hey? they um, they don't always eat sometimes they need a bit of tricking um, I know old Daniel Radcliffe up there at, at Gladstone he's been um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been smashing he's been smashing the tilapia and <laughs> But uh, I think he's been he's even been been travelling down to Hervey Bay and, and you know down that way and <laughs> getting his his share of them. Yeah. I love it. It's fucking great. <laughs> You're clever. Takes me a while to warm up, say, but this is the guy I know. You know? Yeah, how do you oh, say, Vols? They're good. They're hard. They're they're challenging. If if there was such a thing as freshwater bream, that'd be it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They would be freshwater bream in terms of, of how hard they are to catch. You know, challenged, they're smart, they're moody, yeah. small mouths. Um, yeah. yeah. Not like tuna. <laughs> no, not like, like tuna. Yeah. Oh, you know it's my pet hate? People call them tuna fish. Tuna you know, fish. Like they were on Deadliest Catch or some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Deadliest catch without the crabs. (laughs) (laughs) There's the deadliest catch of tuna fishing, is there? Episode? Wicked tuna, it's called, isn't it? Wicked tuna. No, tuna. C-H-O-O-N-A. Yeah. Isn't that a... um, a, uh, How you spell it. The Big Les Les Show movie? (laughs) Tuna Island? (laughs) Tuna (laughs) Island. <laughs> Doesn't um, old matey potato. What's his name? The fish, the power fish. He's a part of that. He, he's like bros with the dudes that built that. The big lads show. Oh yeah, oh, really? well, that, yeah, yeah. Man, I love the big lads show. I think if you're Australian, you you should you should be into the big big lads show. Even if you're not and you haven't heard of it, get a go at it. It's a pisser. Oh yeah. I don't know if you'd be. I don't know if our foreign folk will understand the Big Les show. I reckon they get the gist if they just had a crack, you know. 
I, it was yeah, it was pretty popular. I did a, I think the movie, the the final movie, the Tumor Island movie, came out and premiered in a London theater, and it was just sold out for weeks or something. I believe. Understand? Crazy, crazy for a YouTube show, eh? Yeah, man. Fucking makes sense, though. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on to greener pastures. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, are you guys happy that the, the crux of the show is uh, translated through tonight? What, 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 did, what, did you hope to, what did you hope to inspire people about tonight, their vaults, with, the, with this subject matter? Well... Look, there. I was hoping to get a, get across the following points, but not limited to the following points. Yes. Um, urban fisheries, uh, are, you know, they can be very challenging. You you get to determine, you know, the challenge. You might be chasing bream or tilapia, mm. but they're, um, you know, that they're the the challenge Last is in the catching. You know, like don't, you know, sometimes they're um, they're uh, glamour species. Sometimes they're not, but. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be spangled perch, whatever. Just just go out and give it a crack, and, and don't overlook any of the water. So, did you say spangled perch? You mean spangled, right? Sp spangled, spangled, spangled perch. perch. Yep. Yeah, yep. Spangled yeah. perch. Yeah, and some of the the waterways southeast Queensland, we get uh, we get that other species, Australian bass. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, yep. they go. Um, they're they're pretty pretty good. Um, have you, have you guys heard of the species Barramundi? <laughs> Actually, we're starting you, to you get a few of those. Barry, Nailed that, Barry, eh? Barramundi eye. <laughs> no. they're, they're starting to appear in a few places where they haven't been seen before, whether they're, um, you know, the old midnight stocking group or they might be naturally occurring. Not sure. But, um, yeah, it's got to the point where it has to be a, a, a bloody big barra caught on the Gold Coast to, to be a notable mention at the moment, you know, mm. like. You know, there's a fair few of them getting caught down there, and the first it's few the that started, yeah, yeah, the first few that were starting to get pink, people going, oh yeah, you know, fish, fish uh, dam escapee or something like that, you know, come out of a private dam or someone's fish tank. It, there's just too many of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. a few. Like I did hear a few fish farms went over, whether they were in the on the Gold Coast or in Brisbane or Sunny Coast or whatever. But a few yeah. barra farms did go over in the floods, and I reckon that might possibly be a little piece of the puzzle could be Why yeah well look I mean, they can survive in it like i mean the, in the in the temperature range anyway um fun fact uh when the, the uh, blah blah barra farm was there up for sale at one stage i looked at buying it and um and got the what? load in on i did fed income that um dude made no money mate it wasn't worth my while at all but uh um yeah uh, anyway, he told us that the, the 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 salt water doesn't go below twenty one degrees all, all year from what they pump out of the river of the Maroochee River. Wow! Right. Uh, which is enough to sustain it. So they can't live in fresh water in this part of the um, of part of the world um, because it gets too cold. Particularly in those in those ponds, like those ponds aren't very deep, so they would have uh, they don't have any core, so they've got to keep pumping the the, the salt water in, you know, to maintain temperature and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting, eh? But I mean, you know, like the ones, the ones on the Gold Coast and stuff. I've heard it hypothesised from many learned, learned, um, do, you know, doctored houses. What's, what's to say? <laughs> learned doctors. Houses of doctored learners. Yeah. <laughs> learned doctors. That's this it. This is a house of learned doctors. That's it. Yeah, I was stumbling on that. Thank you, Walter. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Voltaire. Um, 
Yeah, but that is is that they you know like as those uh, massive populations you, you know um, you, you know get released from the impoundments through floods and stuff that the uh, the the systems that they uh, that they go and inhabit become so overly populated they just keep moving down the coast to to that balance is achieved of um of population, right. um, and that's uh, and they make their way down. You know, like that. I mean, there's flaws in the theory. Like, why, why do they why do they go to the Gold Coast and skip? Um, well, there's Barra and Noosa. I, I've never heard of Barry getting caught in the Marucci River. You know, but they you hear them. I've heard them in Brisbane. I've heard of them in um in on obviously in Palmerstone Passage, uh, Caboolture and stuff like that, and the Gold Coast. But never just one system that they seem to miss the whole time. Marucci. The Marucci. Well, that's I'll not take... true. That's actually not true. I, I yeah. actually, yeah, no, there has been a fair few caught in there actually. But so yeah, <laughs> that's a good story, mate. What are you Thanks. going with that, man? Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. look, okay, look, guys. I just, as I mentioned earlier tonight, show I went fishing with Shannon last night, and I'm functioning on just a couple of hours sleep. Sorry, man. Yeah, it's that's... all right. It's okay. Just, just forgive me. I'm happy to participate. Sometimes yeah. I might forget where I am. Um, uh-huh. that's because it's um. It brings on early onset brain damage, sleep deprivation. Well, hmm. that's terrible. Yeah. It you is need, terrible. My yeah. prefrontal cortex is uh, throbbing right now, but um, I'm okay. Understandable. You having a chat with me, mate? Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all, it's all cool, Bolchi. We've known each other for a while, man. It's uh, I'm, I'm down with that. I know exactly who you are, man. Just call me Bolchi. No, I said Batesy. <laughs> Oh, you need a nap, boy. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yeah, that, uh, but like they're very lethargic. Like it's um, my good mate Shane caught one last year. We're God, we're good friends. And um, and I asked him about that that meter. Like he got a meter seventeen barrier down there. He reckons it. He reckons Murray Cod fight harder. What? Yeah, right. Yeah, he reckons it. It didn't. It. it he reckons. I said, geez, that would have made a big difference between that and 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 a, and a, I think he's, I don't know if he's caught a big cod before. That's it. he probably has. He's a, he's a fucking legend. He's really really good, Shane. We're good mates, and um, he um, I've no doubt he caught a lot of stuff. He's really really good. But he said that um, he reckons cod pull harder than that barrel. Well, yeah. I poli- I politely uh, ended the conversation right then and there, because um, I, I I I humbly disagree. Wow. You caught any barrows down there, Chris? Uh, no. Um, yes. Yes, I have in Calandra. But, uh, oh, fuck. I have in, uh, in the Pumastone Passage. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I'm not giving any away. I didn't say where it was, but, uh, but yeah, I have. But, uh, there's guys I know that target them. And um, I know where. I, I mean, it's it's uh, to target them down here. You gotta, it's you gotta, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a nighttime thing, eh? You know, it really is. Um, it's not really. Um, they're not. It's just not, just not the same, eh? As that, um, as as the same fish up further north. They're just not the, just the same patterns. It's something to do with the cold water. I don't know, but it's um, it's just different, eh? Yep. Yeah, they like they like things like they normally do, like runoff and things like that. But they just they just feed at night, like a lot a lot harder. They're a lot easier to target at night. Yeah, Roger. I do like fishing at night around here. That's for sure. There's no people, and I don't need sunscreen. It's great. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and redheads need sunscreen, that's for sure. Even on a full moon, mate. Yeah. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's... Uh, Volts, no have you, you seen him down there, Volts? Oh, I haven't caught one, but yeah, um, I had a couple jump off um, on fly and a little bit north of the Sunshine Coast and one in the Sunshine Coast, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I, neither of them I was targeting at the time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Did you say yop? Yop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is for yo play? Yeah, could be. French yeah. for yogurt. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a uh, it's it's a pretty exciting time, but all that sort of stuff you you know like we you, you just sort of don't discover until um, you get out there and and do your urban fishing. You know, it's pretty exciting. I reckon it's just amazing what's what's around in under your nose. It really is because we create fantastic habitat for fish through man made structure. It really is, but um, but we can still keep fishing. You know, we still you know what, what's the saying? And correct me if I'm wrong with this. Not ten percent of the fishermen catch ninety percent of the fish. Is that right? I Something think, like that. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. So ninety percent, ninety percent of those fishermen are still chucking like, um, yeah, looking for the deepest part, deepest part, you know, of the of yeah. the system. You know, they chuck something out of, it. and that and that's fine. So, um, but I tell you what, that that ten percent's growing this day and age, that's for sure. It really is. Uh, people okay. seem to be people seem to be learning a, a lot fucking faster, eh? I reckon. Yeah, it is like you said earlier. It is a bit easy with the socials and that, and, and the YouTubes and whatnot. Mm. You like people are giving way. I think way too much. Yeah, way, way too much. You know, like, but it is what it is. They're making a buck, whatever. It's not really sustainable, it's not, eh? Can't be. No. no. It'd be interesting to see what it looks like in uh, fifteen years' time. If we talk about like, remember around twenty twenty one or like late late teens and stuff like that people just told you anything on fucking youtube or fucking told you like they they they'd show you what they had for breakfast on facebook or something like that oh it's still happening oh it what on the in um in 2035 you mean no like today yeah actually oh i know you said today's year didn't you yeah i i know i said um i said in 15 years time if we start talking about remembering 2021 and late teens how people would just Fucking try and stay with us, mate. I've had a yeah. couple hours of sleep. I'm sure you've had a fucking great night's sleep, mate. You know? I was pumped out a 14-hour day at work. <laughs> 14 <laughs> hours, mate. Fucking, was it Friday or something, mate? Poet's Day. Piss off early at Saturday, nah. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Saturday, nah. How's it going? Yeah, piss uh, off early uh, tomorrow is Saturday. Big day on a mountain, mate, you know. Mm. A little bit, little bit tired. Can't yeah, really yeah. complain to you, but you've probably had no sleep. I have had sleep, man. There's something about um, there's something about getting uh, like drinking caffeine at fucking one thirty a.m. that really helps you fucking sleep when you get home, you know. <laughs> after I had two two cans of V after midnight last night. What? Wow. Yeah, I had to, well, mate. It's important to get home, you know. Yeah, true. I had a two hour fucking drive, you know. It's um. By yourself. I went, yeah, by myself. Bloody fucking hell. road works were fucking rampant last night. For most of that two-hour drive, I was doing fucking eighty k. It was just fucking crazy. Just road works everywhere. I got pulled over for a. Uh, how's this? I saw I saw two chicks get their car searched at um at one of the BPs on the highway, 
like a uh, an under uh, an unmarked like a D car was like just just pulled up, screeched up in front, wouldn't let him out from the Bowser, and a, a marked car pulled up behind him, stopped from reversing out. Some dude in like look like SWAT gear and overalls and a bulletproof vest just drags these two chicks that just look like all you would need to run is like twenty meters, and they would have been fucked anyway. No, they didn't look. They didn't look fit and healthy at all, <laughs> and um, just drags me out of the car, cuffs them, and they and they yeah they just search their car. The, the detective gets out and pops a bonnet, got gloves on and boot, pulling all the stuff out from the seat, and I'm just sitting there drinking a V and eating a muffin and going, I'm just gonna keep trucking on home. It um was pretty entertaining. And I pull up to a breathalyzer, and there was like, I'm not even talking exaggeration. There was 40 cops at this. They they shut the whole highway off. Turned like the whole Bruce Highway just turned it right off. Everyone just went into the survey. No joke. There was two booze buses there. There was all these de- detectives and mark you know, uniform coppers and stuff. And man, forty easy, I reckon. Coppers there just, just doing nothing. Breathalyzers. Money for jam. Oh man, I felt safe knowing they were all there. You know. <laughs> 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 uh... Yep. So, you know, the Sunshine Coast is under control if they're all there, that's for sure. Bloody hell. But, uh, yeah, the things you see, I mean, I'll tell you, like, it's it's the best time to fish. You know, people are missing out if they're not fishing. I mean, sure, the um, the brain damage it does from sleep deprivation is is, is something to weigh up. But the benefits <laughs> of fishing at that time of the night is um, is definitely up there, that's for sure. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's what we... A lot of late nights up here. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Me and a mate of mine, we do a bit of stealth night missions looking for lights and stuff. It's pretty yeah. productive, yeah. It's it's good. It takes a toll on your family life when you've got to stay awake and look after kids the next day and not be grumpy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely worth your while doing that night thing, I think. Yeah, I find YouTube's the best um, parent in that circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. and just put it on autoplay you know just just keeps going on the next one so it's not like dad what am i gonna watch now you know well, don't tell me missus i just sleep on the couch with the kids youtube on there you go marlon just slaps me in the forehead when he needs something look it's, <laughs> it's safe i mean i don't do it with the young young fella mm. but if um if marlon's home and and you know Sally is home. I'll get, I'll get to have a little poppy nap on the couch while the kids' TV's on. It's good. Yeah, man. Now you're talking. That's living, eh? That's oh, I couldn't think of anything you know better to do mm. after a night's fishing. Yep. Yep. Do you get any um? What's what's the uh, what's the weather do up there in in winter in Townsville? Blow tits off? Was it um? Does it calm I'm, out? Do you want to? Oh. It has its moments. It's a it's a good time of year for the weather, but um, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I'm wearing a, a hoodie and a pair of trackies. I'm sitting out in the backyard. It's about probably twenty degrees. Twenty degrees. That's freezing, right? Yeah, for here. <laughs> pretty yeah. Full on. It got down to eleven degrees last night while I was fishing, and um, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. No. Could have done with some mug boots. The pluggers didn't really cut it. <laughs> Did you have your socks on? Nah. No, no. I was in I was yeah. in summer autumn mode. Autumn mode. Yeah, it really kicked in. You still there, Volts? Yeah, mate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm just letting you know what it was like, mate. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was pretending I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel bad. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to hear about the fishing trip you did with, with him not fishing for a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to hear that? The only thing colder than, than the temperature last night is the ice water going through Volte's veins, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cold Tony, that guy. Yeah, mate. Bolsonian, Fucking mate. a reptile, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, Volti, um, I think we might have cut you off with your agenda, but did we get through it all? Is that what you're saying? That we, um... I think, yeah, for, for a slap, slapstick stir, spur of the moment, you know, tilapia special. Um, is, it, is it a tilapia special? No, it's a, it's a Just tilapia urban, special. Urban water thing. But yeah, what, what other things should we need to cover? Well, like well what is there day? about what is there about urban fishing? You know, like do you have to worry about private property? Or you ever come across that stuff, Batey? Do you ever like um, trespass to get what you wanted to get to get what you wanted done? Oh, yeah, I, I'm saying not. Yeah, like if I had well, some sleep, I would have strung that sentence together much better. I guarantee you. Um, yeah, hundred percent. There's heaps of spots you shouldn't be here that you fish. Like um, I took Waltzy to a little secret spot of mine where. Probably shouldn't have been. No one really should be there. Mm. It's, a, it's a no-go zone for pedestrians. But you know, we snuck in there and had a had a, had a little look, and you know, fruitless mission. But you know, still got to take him and do something naughty. Still got to hang yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Good to catch up. You know. Saw him yeah, with his shirt off. Yeah. Final. Yeah. No, we walked around. I hit him up. He wouldn't off. take it off. Oh. Yeah. What else we get up to out there, mate? We Found uh, found some dingo tracks. What else? Did you? Just... <laughs> yeah. I told I told you the story about when when Jade was there and his missus, him and his missus were there, and they heard this thud, the th- like thudding sound, thud thud thud, and they looked up. There's this kangaroo blistering past them, and like, oh, he's running from something. And then, like, right behind it, there's two dingoes up. It's freckle man, Where? like live target kind of stuff. Yeah, I've seen that too. Eh? Was the um, oh you weren't there, were you? No, no, I wasn't. There it was a story. Because yeah. I've seen that happen. I've seen like you know, been fishing, uh, ironically, on a place that um, fuck man, yeah, on a place we shouldn't have been. I'll tell you a funny story about that in a second. But uh, I might have said it on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. Stop me if I have. But uh, this particular day, I saw a, a root. I could hear it coming through the bush. You know, like bound, bound, bound. And then um, and then I seen it. I couldn't hear it. Like it was. Uh, again, a dingo like that, you know, just just on the on a on the hot trail of a wallaby. Uh, this yep. wasn't a roost, this was a wallaby. Yeah, like a little, one of those little swamp wallabies with a black face, you know. And yep. um, yeah, this thing was just hunting it down. But man, I could not believe how fucking quiet that dingo was. You know, it was just it was it was motoring, but it was just well to me it was silent. Maybe the roo could hear it. I don't know, but um, but it was hunting it down. That was uh, it was wild, and it wasn't like a sick roo. You know, it was it looked like it was functioning quite well, which is probably similar to what you're saying there, which. Reminded me of that story. Yeah, buddy. Oh, it sounds very similar. So I'll tell you about this scenario. Um, there was a, a lake. It was a it was a natural lake, and it was full of tarpon. Right, and um, me and uh, a friend of mine, Kim Strathern, we we uh, we sort of stumbled across it. There was a, another friend of mine, uh, Will Sims, who lives in um, Central Queensland now, and he was a super grommy. Invited um, invited me down to go brim fishing this new canal, which is now. Kiwana Waters, which was before it was developed, they just developed, and he's, he's promised all these great fish. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just get down there and check it out. Still like what we're talking about tonight, just just the experience of getting down there. You know, it's not something you sort of talk about yeah. in a year in advance. You know. Anyway, so Kim just came back from um, traveling around Australia, and he asked me what are you doing. I told him what I was doing. He goes, I might come along. I'm like, yeah, cool. 
So we're walking along. We didn't catch any broom that day, and I sort of said to him, "Oh, I'm going to go to the river and just catch a bass." So I just, I knew the direction of the river and just took this long walk. And everyone, they, those two sort of followed me behind me and found this lake. We didn't discover it. Other people discovered it, but it was sort of uh, on the edge of like a like it was landlocked from the creek. So whenever a, a weather event had come up, you know, like this 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 um, divot in the land, natural divot, would just fill up with water. And obviously, in some time, these tarpon had moved in there. You know, anyway. Um, as it turns out, they were starting to develop the area, and there's this, this rough forward drive track that went there, and you know you could get onto it from a couple of k away, around behind this spotlight store, and there was a couple of k down the track there. And me and Kim went down there, like we saw, we went there that day, caught a couple. Of, we said we'll come back. Went back there one early one morning, put up there, and the security for the for the developer was just roaming around a forward drive, just cruising along these tracks. Saw us, told us to told us to get out of there. And he saw us fly fishing. He, before he before he packed up, he sort of just you know pulled us up. And he's like, "What he's doing?" He saw us fly fishing, got interested in stuff like that. Got talking to him. He's like, "Oh, yeah, right." Sort of had the um the the brainchild to sort of um um bribe him, <laughs> so to speak. It, I, you have spoken about this. Did you give him rum? Yeah, gave him a bottle of rum to, to look after it. You know, and he um so he let us he let us told him told us when he was working. We always went there when he was working. There was other security guards there. He told us if we ever went back there when they were there, they'd kick us out. But he, uh, he he protected that spot. He said, if any grommies come in there, I'll, I'll kick them out. Place yeah. are just massive tarpon. It was just they were huge. Some of the biggest biggest um, Indo Pacific tarpon we've ever seen. You know, massive. I think I actually recall the episode. Do you? Well, what number was it? <laughs> forget I forget our mate's name, but he was talking about moving rocks and eating mushies. <laughs> oh, that's with Dylan. Yeah, right. Dylan. Yeah, yeah. He was moving rocks with his mind, wasn't he? Pretty sure it was that episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tell he's got telekinesis. Yeah. It's brought on through his uh an, an overstimulated pineal gland. <laughs> pineal gland. Gland. Yeah. That's good. No. It's where yeah. where his body naturally manufactures DMT. Yep. Mm. I know the one. The, yeah, the one yeah. that calcifies over when you're three or something. Yeah, yeah. They they, they uh they call it your third eye. Yeah. That's the one. You would know that. You know, from your John Butler trio days, right? You better <laughs> believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, that is a, uh, a gripping story that I probably could have uh, deleted from the podcast that would have saved a lot of people, you know, five to ten minutes of their life. But hopefully, if you haven't heard it, you found it to be a gripping story that you'll go away and tell your relatives over uh, a boring dinner. Oh, yeah. Actually, I tell you what, I would recommend if you're in the position where you're at a, uh, I don't know, a fucking in-laws birthday party that you don't want to be at, substitute my name for your own. Make it your own story. Tell people, you know what, I was at this tarpon pond, and just have them, you know, captivated. You'll be the life of the party. They'll shout your beers, guaranteed. Nothing like a free beer. Nothing like a free beer, mate. Nothing like the only thing that's better than a free beer is wearing high beers when you're getting a free beer, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You are. Yeah. You got here in high vis, but it's pretty bloody fancy. Oh yeah. There's, there's no missing you. Huh? No. 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 Bolts, have you ever won high vis? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm not talking about like the vest you put on when you visit the warehouse. Is that what yeah, you mean? That's when I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's exactly when, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah I can imagine. Yeah. But that yeah, would have been pretty exciting, right? 
Oh, well, for me, because I don't get to, to be a tradie very often, you know, so... Mm. You measure yeah. things in centimetres, right? Not millimetres. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. eh? When I buy my wood. Yeah, you, you know? buy wood, not timber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you um, you make cement driveways, not concrete driveways, right? That's right, yeah. 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 You know, once once I even hired this um, is one, one, tr- one ton truck, mm-hmm. and just just for a day, we are moving mm. some shit, yeah, and I... I just, uh, you know, I drove around in my high-vis vest just so it looked legit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Cardboard sign on the on the side of the truck, man and truck, $25 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> want to make it really look like you're on the dial just working for cash money, right? Yeah, and I just pull up a red light next to c- civilians in their, like, sedan and stuff and just look down at them and sneer, you know, <laughs> and dr- pull out in front of them, drive slow, all that sort of shit, you know, that you tradies <laughs> do, do to us normal people, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, Batey, if, mm. if you were in our position, right, what would be your next vlog? Oh, dear. That's a good question, eh? In your area. Where are you going to go for travel? Are you going to come up to Townsville and maybe do a vlog up here or something? I tell you what, you, can, you should campaign the Townsville City Council about you know, a tourist opportunity for us to vlog up there, and we'll just go around all the scummy ponds and catch <laughs> all the scummy, scummy fish, you know? Yeah. And just call now it Scumsville. I- Feels like you're attacking my um <laughs> my hood. My my way of life at the moment. Oh come on man. This is what I'm talking about at the beginning of the episode about sensitivity, right? Well you not, do it. Not, you should have yeah. left it at the door at the at, when you come into the podcast. Alright. We'll sorry. do it we'll even do a sausage sizzle out the front of Anaconda on a Saturday morning for an hour. They actually have one this Sunday. But Anaconda, the um, the outdoor store, right? Not the yeah. not the escort agency, right? Not the escort agency, no. No, that's a different sausage on the barbie, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Sausage in the bun. Yeah. In so you bun. guys have a barbecue at the front there, do you, Batey? No, I reckon they might put one on this weekend. If we come up or something? Yeah, for the intermediate line. Mm. That's yeah. literally what they're doing it for. Maybe, uh, maybe a combination of, um, of you know, like a, a raffle, a chook raffle or something from the North Queensland fly fishers. Maybe you could make a GoFundMe account or something like that up there and, you know, just get together with all the, all the other um, scum lords that hang around the, the dirty ponds and stuff like that and just put some coin together and, um, and um, you could fund for us to come up there and we could just do a vlog from there. We, I tell you what, me and Volts both wear high vis too. What do you reckon? Deal. <laughs> I bought it. Yeah. I think you've grown as a person there, Batesy. I didn't expect you to, to act positively there. I kind of expected you to, to act negatively given previous uh, reactions into to uh, you you know. Read in, you're reading into things too much. No, yeah. I just I've just been empathetic, you know, like uh, emotionally mature about the whole thing, but um, that's cool. We can move yeah. on. No, he's definitely welcome here anytime. I mean I don't know what I'll show you. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon? Like, um, set up a GoFundMe or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, what's the accommodation like out there? They got five star stuff with like buffet breakfasts and things like that. I don't well, do anything less than that. Three star accommodation. If you want to come and just camp here, that'd be fine. You just got to shout um, sausages for the barbie. That's and then we'll run. <laughs> I, I can imagine some uh, some pretty loose lodging um, around the the beers at the Bates household if um, the intermediate line comes up for one night, you know, a couple of nights. I don't. I can almost guarantee it won't go to air. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't go to air on YouTube anyway. 
I'm definitely not <laughs> demonetized, that's for sure. Yeah, we got to get monetized first. But um, if we were, yeah. So, but let's say you were down here then, just as a bit of advice. If I was down there. Mm. Bloodrick? And then Jervis Bay? Oh, I don't Ludric. know how much you guys had much to do with them. Ludrick? Yeah. No, I mean, not really, would, no. Would the vlog be worth while doing a Ludrick special if you, you know, what if you were just going out? All right, I think, we're going to try something pretty brand new. Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah. I believe that the Noosa River is the is known as the the most northern geographic location of them, from, from what I've heard. Okay, you yeah. Know? So we're sort of, we're not, we're, yeah, we're kind of in the um, it, it you know the population's petering out sort of direction, you know, like of, of it really, you know. We'd have to probably go south for that. Yeah, northern yeah. New South Wales would probably be all right. Yeah, heaps in coughs, heaps in coughs. Yeah, that fact, yeah. Yeah, right. Eh? Well, I don't know, mate. It's it's up to Volty, mate. You know, like yeah. really, though. Um, I'd love yeah. to get Ludric. You know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of skills, you know, required to, to get those. Um, what are they? Well, a lot of skills we we don't currently use, like um, mending in my type of in my line of fishing. Um, yeah. I understand the purposes of it and how it's done, but I just don't get around to using it that often. You yeah. know, sometimes on a on a particularly exquisite you know crab presentation i might have a form of mending but you know that'd be that'd be one um yeah i'd love to give that a crack that's true i went yeah when i, I on that first day i was in Pottsville, i fished with uh, kurt simpson who was kind enough to show me around there and uh mm. and it wasn't that it wasn't easy that's for sure it wasn't um wasn't shooting fish in a barrel it might be it might be pretty cool yeah, yeah. Everywhere, is that, is, that, is that Dracula? Man, that sounds that reminds me of Bolchi big time. That whole thing, that's then. Remember, Bolchi used to you know be in his car when he did the shows. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You hear the hinge door opening up like that? Bizarre scratching noises. Yeah, like yeah. what are you doing, mate? He's like, I'm just taking a slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know the, the direct difference between that, what that noise and. Bulgy. I was I was taking beer out of the freezer so it didn't explode. He was just having a piss. Yeah. <laughs> so his bladder didn't explode. Exactly. So it's quite still similar. Yeah. There's parallels we can draw there for yeah. sure. Yeah. You, yeah. See the line, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't know, man. We we got uh, yeah we got we, we got some plans for vlogs coming up, but uh, you know we're still um, yeah heading up now that we've um, we've reached. We're coming up to we're into the nineties now. You'll be night you'll be show number ninety one. Oh dear. Ninety one fucking shows. Isn't that wild? It's been absolutely riveting the whole time. Like start <laughs> to finish. I've, I've pissed myself in public. <laughs> <laughs> More parallels, man. Fucking amazing, eh? <laughs> you pissed yourself in public. Thanks, man. No worries. Yeah. That's um if if, Waltz, if we were going to do a, a resume for uh you know like yeah you know, uh professional sponsorship for you know like corporate type stuff you know like we're going to get Winfield Blue to sponsor us or something like that mm -hmm. that would be um that would be a sick fucking um resume yeah. right there like a uh, quote listener Dr Christopher Bates or piece himself in public yeah yeah so you guys that's what that's the sort of yeah shit that we uh offer. 
I'll tell you, not many blokes have made me piss my pants in public. <laughs> Do you think it could be like a result of age? You know, I'm, I'm sort of getting to that age where I can't wear car keys anymore, you know? What do you put them in your pocket? No, not car keys, car keys. Oh. You know, right, might right, get the right, 20, how, might right, get a 20 cent piece, you know, like can't shake it properly, you know, or something. You know, getting, uh-huh. too, getting too old, can't get the, uh, the, the, the muscle control going there, you know? You might have that youngie problem with the stones in the thing, ball stones. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm not. At, I'm not at it yet. But uh, you know, if I'm if I'm not if I'm not not careful, you know, probably can't wear khakis soon. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How old are I, you now, mate? I don't know if this is um podcast quality conversation here, but um, youngie. A little bit. Little bit vulnerable. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Young youngie was up at the. Hinchy fly comp there while back fishing with Sam. And he had to pull the pin, he had to go to hospital, the poor bugger he was he had to he had the, the he had to piss those stones out. He was in a he was in a world of hurt, man. Yeah, that man, was, that's nuts. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. But um it was yeah, it was full on and a bloke like that doesn't deserve anything like that. Yeah, you know? who does deserve that? Oh, I know, I know heaps of people that do. Just name, <laughs> name, name two. No, I don't want to bring it up. That might <laughs> what about your boss? Them. What about your boss, mate? I'm, I'm thinking two blokes in particular. Yeah, one, one's your real dad, and the other yeah. one's like your preferred dad, right? Correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to correct that number two, mate, before we go, but. Uh, Oh, got mums. Some, yeah, got some things got to work out with mum. She still talks about you both. Like, I've, <laughs> I'm conflicted. It's weird. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I, I, I can't compete with that fleece, you know, so I'll I just, just dip out. It's all yours, Walt. Yeah, look, time's <laughs> all moved on. Hey, I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a shout out before we go tonight, eh? Right. I know we we agreed we'd we'd sort of wrap up the uh, the uh, the wide world of sports, but the um, during a week I saw a truly outstanding fly capture, and uh, it was Cranky eighty one, and he got himself a um, an awesome flats GT over there in the Pilbara. Um, Pilbara. Yeah, the Pilbara. Yeah. And I think he measured it on his rod later on. It was uh, it was over 125 centimetres uh, tip length. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big fish. But what, on top of it just being an awesome fish, full stop, was that um, this GT was caught uh, on 20 pound tippet. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, you look at a lot of the GT. You know that that's an in, that's an incredible effort. But a lot of the GTs in you know sort of. Um, I wouldn't say recognised locations like the Seychelles and and Christmas Island and that. There, you know, quite often people are using hundred pound tip, but you know, sometimes sixty. You know, very rarely less than that. Um, so, so Cranky's got an IGFA legal like boogie board. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's, it's a significant size fish. Um, I don't know how it would go along compared to to you know the the rec- the record. I'm pretty sure there's a close to 40 kilo one that was caught i think off a boat somewhere in, in the middle of the pacific and midway fish or something but um i'm gonna yeah. google it see if i can find it yeah man but you know it, it's almost 
it's almost unfair to 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 look at it, you know, in relation to to other fish. But it's just an outstanding capture from a hell of a nice guy. So so stoked yeah. for for him to do that. And it took him a long time. And um, uh, you know, he said he was fighting the fish for a while, and he was also uh, quite fatigued. There were some periods where he had he was able to exert very little control on it. So. Oh yeah, that would have been a that would have been a strong fish, a very uh, powerfully willed fish, if you you know, if I yeah. can say it that way. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Good yeah, stuff. there is no fucking way in the world I'm navigating the IGFA website right now. It's <laughs> too much. Too much. Yeah. Too Can't much. believe you said you were gonna anyway. I, I I had good intentions, dude, but um, you know, I really wanted to highlight that for Cranky because, like Volt said, he's, he's a fucking top bloke and a really good fisherman, you know, and he's uh, you got you put. A good fisherman in in an area like that, and things like that happen. Outstanding yep. effort. Outstanding effort. Mm. Yep. So it's uh, it, yeah, like you said, Volts. It's um, it's pretty uh, pretty mind blowing in comparison to where most of the fly catchers we see and um, we consider to be notorious. You know, really, at the end of the day, you don't see that very often, do you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, tr- truly awesome effort. You know, and that's no disrespect to what we. You know, to the other GTs we've seen, it's just no. Oh, well, this was a complete standout for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. Look, all those other captures that we see are, are fantastic, but then this is is exceptional, like in comparison, because it's uh, like you said, it's um, I mean, self guided twenty pound tippet, um, and a big fish on a ten weight. Yeah, good stuff. What a deep. Oh. A one o fly. Um, I'm not. It was called a Pilbara P- Princess. Time. Fly. Oh, that's by Les Payne. Les yeah. Payne. Did he buy that off off the co-op? No, no. no Les Les's flies are on on their way, and, and right. that's what I've got. Pilbara Princess is coming too. So it's um. So it's a, I think it's a crab fly. Oh right. Okay. Yep. And so oh, yeah. it's um. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Has Beach Brush has got anything in the works, mate? What's going on? Uh, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, um, tying some flies for a, I'm not going to name the guy because, um, you know, it's, uh, the dude is being super patient and maybe you wouldn't want people to know he's that patient, but I'm actually still finishing off the of fly orders, but I'm, um, I do have stuff in the pipe, in the line, but I've got to finish that stuff first. I can't bring out anything new out of respect for that dude that, um, that until I finished what his stuff is. So I'm just... Just fucking um, doing what I do, mate. Yeah, stuff that I bring out new is just um, stickers every every three hundred that go out, and uh, that's it. Audio. Oh, some new products, but I mean, I'm I'm talking manufacturing. Like uh, there's some of the some of the products I brought bring in from overseas. Raidzap's coming back. No excited. Raidzap will be back uh, by the end of this month. I'll have it in stock in Australia by the end of this month. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, forgot to mention that. That is pretty exciting because I get hit up daily about that. You know, it's, have um, you still got a stockpile there? Are you still using? No, uh, I I've got a little bit left. I'm out of all I've got is left is super thin. That's all I've got really left. Yeah. Um, I've been using some old solarers and stuff like that now for um, for some of the heads and stuff that I've been doing, yeah. <clears throat> which is um, pretty frustrating. Um, look. Plenty of people use it without complications, and if I was to give my thoughts and uh, and my experiences with it, seeing, well, I do sell it, but um, but I'm about to sell a uh, a conflicting brand. It's not going to look like anything else other than me discrediting another product. But I would just recommend with anyone with any UV resin or any product, in fact, outside of UV resin, is to look at an MSDS and make your own fucking mind up. 
Yep. Yep. It's uh, very important for your own safety, that's for sure. But yeah, no, pretty exciting. But yeah, no, I can't think of anything else that's really coming up that's, um, you know, there's just stuff happening all the time, mate. Yep. Mm. To answer your question. Yeah. Looking forward to Looking forward to everything you you pull out of your hat, mate. Yeah, I try to. I try to. Um, you know, I, when I when I come up with something new, I think to myself, "What's Bates going to think?" You know, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and and like it's not it's, peace, it's, mate. The only bloody <laughs> bit of feedback you really needs from me. So yeah, and it's not because I think you're going to be negative about it. It's just that I just want to impress you. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think you do a good deed for for the general public and the, you know probably yeah probably the, some of those lowest places you fish. There's probably a pretty decent homeless population, so you probably get along <laughs> with them pretty well. And I think you're probably just a good soul, and you know the universe, you know, just just put you here for for a specific purpose. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I have got stuff coming up. Good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to put out an appeal to to um, Richard Lapton to um to to come out and reveal who that actually is because he's um, been quiet, hasn't he? Because fucking what's his name, J Dog, staunchly accused me of being Richard Lapton the other day, and I had to I had to screenshot the accounts that I'm involved with on Instagram before he would leave me alone. Are you kidding? No. So J Dog, what are you calling? That Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Potter. I don't even know <laughs> if I've told you blokes this, but I've um I met Richard Lapton. Have you? In person. Yeah. Oh really? I did not I did you have not told me this is it exciting. Is I, I, yeah. Oh yeah, the yellow belly competition or something, mate. No. Well, I was fishing for um whiting with sandworms down the local. Mm. And he rolled in with his little bait bucket on his thing, on his hip, on his hip thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. mate, you wouldn't believe what comes out of that bloke's mouth on the regular. He's um, he's a he's a savage kind of guy. Yeah, you know, he's savage on the internet, but you should meet him in person. <laughs> he's about Man. he'd be about six foot three. Really? Yeah, he's a monster of a guy. I thought he was little ass. I thought he was like in the four foot range. Sorry, Richo. You would think that if you'd just seen his um socials, but um in real life, mate, he's a tower of a human. No, nah, when he does his intros and he did the Volte's Wild with a sport, just that voice is that raspy, you know, Winnie Red voice, you know. Winnie, Winnie Red, Red and Winnie Red and a six pack of four X bitters, you know. And rides horses for a living. What? <laughs> That's what he sounds like, but he's too big for horses, mate. <laughs> the Clydesdale of whiting fishing. Lapo. Lapo. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you met Lapo. Where was yeah, that? He's, he's an animal. He was up this way. He came up for holiday. And... Oh, man, I thought he lived down south, too. Yeah, I think he, oh, he came up for Kempsey holiday, or yeah. something. I thought he was in Kempsey, right? Well, that, he was born in Kempsey Chemist Car Park. <laughs> oh, Kempsey Chemist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't make it to the hospital, eh? Mum was there at the methadone clinic and just it happened, right? <laughs> I think that's I don't I didn't ask him how he, you know, eventuated being born there, but that's where he goes. I'm I'm local down there too, mate. 
Kemp's Kim, Kim's car park. I was like, oh, kidding up. This is like this is stuff you wouldn't even tell your friends. Like I've only just met you, mate. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know that shit slide, eh? Ah, uh, he's a loose unit. I, I, I see he's pretty being pretty active around the net. That uh, every time I seem to get onto someone's um, post, like he's just been, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This one, so he, I yeah. thought he had to. Re- I thought it was a G up. He's he's real. He's legit, legit eh? Hundred percent. Wow. Because now you, you think you just you assume some of these people are just you know bloody uh, alter but, egos, but they're yeah. They're not. No. I'm looking at his shit now. I mean, the guy's looks like he's pretty political. Actually, he's got a bit of Gladys from uh, New South Wales in there and his new pair of sun. <laughs> I want to. I want to quote something I saw him write the other day. And Lapo, if you're listening, man, like I'm not knocking you here, dude. I thought this was really funny, but yeah, you guys know who Steve Starling is, right? Yeah. So yeah. he 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 writes on one of Starling's posts. What's the question? <laughs> what was the thought process behind your stiffy? Starling, Captain, Captain. Um, Captain, uh, like you know, super professional has come, come back and gone. Something like, um, it's uh, it was Bushy who who made it, like because uh, K Bush made that stiffy lure. Oh, the lure, can, yeah, right. Yeah, I see what he's going on about. But um, pretty oh. savage to attack a, you know, Australia's national treasure. If he's, a, I don't, is, does that sound right, Batesy? Like when you met him, is he is he attacking with stuff like that, or do you reckon he's um, like an animal man? You reckon he's just being legit? He's just like he's an animal. He will attack anyone. Like a rabid fucking dog, mate. Did he have the? Did he have those um, cyclops sunnies on when you saw him? <laughs> no, he, le- he left them at home and had pit vipers on. He cut a mullet in. I don't know why there's no new photos <laughs> up. He's, it's yeah, he's trying. God, he's grabbing onto something he can't hold onto. I think. <laughs> oh man, I just, I'm just, yeah. man, I just, I just opened up Instagram now, which I know is a bad thing to do when I'm podcasting. Mm. Mm-hmm. First thing that comes up is Laprock from ten hours ago. They're called Callop. No bitch, golden perch. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing there, man? What a weird, weird, weird sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> surely what surely these scumbags deserve more than four likes? Oh no, surely these bags, not scumbags. <laughs> what a strange egg. It is weird. Mm. Well, look, um, you know, we're, we have um, we have spoken a lot about um, you know scum water fishing, and now we've ended up with um, you know talking about Lapton. I kind of feel like we've gone full circle on the subject, right? Yeah, yeah. What we? Uh, what do you reckon? Time to maybe round them doggies up, round them up, eh? Well, we can for sure. We're, this would be a, a, a shorter than average podcast, but you know it is winter. Unless you've got more, you know, questions for the average Joe that just goes fishing in the RVs when he can. Um, um, yeah, have you developed your any special casts or uh, you got advice for leader and tackle setup? Fly fly boxes that you take out on your on your urban adventures. Uh, I've got one little box. It's about. Wouldn't even be a hundred mil by a hundred mil little square thing, and I just throw assortments of rubbish flies that I've tied together, chuck them in a box, and take that with me with a roll of twenty pound. 
What do you? What's your? What sort of fly would you lean towards with a new spot? We, are you like someone who's just going to jump straight towards a clouser, or are you a, a well, shrimp actually, type of guy? I honestly, never used a clouser. I think I brought that up last time. I, I, I'm, I beg your pardon. Yeah. What? You've never used a clouser. Honestly, can't remember every time the clouds were on. It always because I started tying my own flies when I first started. I thought, oh, I'm going to make some things that I think fish eat and fish eat shrimp. So I'm, you know, I got stuck into the shrimp flies, and they were ugly. They were, they didn't look like fucking shrimp to me, but the fish seemed to chew them up. So it was that was a bit of a plus. But mm. yeah, no, no, no crowd pleasers no particular favorites or just kind of fucking throw whatever i thought was going to get eaten i see you throw the ben back to siva around occasionally though yeah yeah i don't know where i picked that idea up i'm pretty sure i invented it but um <laughs> I didn't, it's, it's, I didn't, it's called the the angry baitsy yeah yeah bashful yeah. baitsy yeah. <laughs> I, um, I didn't you know i didn't tell anyone about this for ages yeah i, I um i developed a, a hook and I, and I, you know, I bent, like, bent it a little bit to make it a bit weedless. Mm. And, uh, you know, a few people kind of caught on and started trying to replicate it and that, but didn't happen. They tried. Mm. They failed, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took me a while to start jamming fish on it. Yeah. And what was, the, uh, what was the catalyst? Um, too much meat on the bone. Right. You need a sparse of fly, right? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I was um I, I did, I kinda got Voltsy in the loop there for a bit and I was telling him it's it's a it's a it's a rubbish design. Mm. Fish you know, fish don't even like it. Can't mm. even hook them. Turns out that was just me. I'm a bit of a spastic, so Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Not, in this, not in this day and age, sir. Okay. Yeah. So okay. um you know, <laughs> Worked it out a little bit and turns out it was just me the whole time. Well, I mean, that's, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. As yeah, good, good and acknowledge, bad. Acknowledge what the problem is. You know, you can't work around the problem if you don't know where the problem oh. stems from. So what you're saying is rule number one, find some, something or someone to blame, even if it's yourself. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yep. What's rule number two? Ask people that know what they're doing. Yep. How to do what they're doing? Well, it's how did Balti fit into this then? <laughs> I, I just, I just told him. I said my idea is shit. How mm. would you make it better? Yeah, and I feel as though this about... is a this is a passive aggressive way for you to, to say what you want to say without um, yeah. actually offending anyone who might be directly involved with this. I'm just <laughs> going to put this out there. Is this a shot at Millsy? Yeah, Robert Mills yes or no? Flies. Is this he a hasn't... question at? Is this aimed at Robert Mills? He's yeah. never tied a fly in his life. All right. Here's another question for you. Right. Is Robert Mills lap rocket? Have you ever seen the two of them in the same room at the same time? I don't want to give too many secrets out, boys. I've already given away the urban secrets. I can't give away the lap rocket. I've got to be honest, man. I wasn't sure that I was going to come on this podcast, but I'm pretty sus on that, eh? Yeah, I'm thinking, well. I'm, I was going to nearly say that to you the other day, J-Dog, if you're listening, but I, I kind of... Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I know you and Millsy are tight. I kind of feel like you might be uh, you might be sticking up for him a little bit there, that um, and I, that you might have might have fabricated that whole story, and that um, Millsy is in fact Laprock at eighty nine. Is it eighty nine? 
know, 70-something, 68. He's whatever. older than fucking 89, man, we'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. Um, uh, the plot I'm gonna, thick. I'm going to look it up. I've got 99, lap rocket 99. 99. There is a, there is a, <laughs> that picture of Millsy, if that, <laughs> that is Millsy, that picture of uh, that dude in the, um, in the, in the, in the Cyclops sunglasses holding up the callop, you know? Is <laughs> <laughs> that him? <laughs> if, it's, if it's not in there related. <laughs> that's, that's a classic. Fucking close season, released unharmed. That's a Millsy thing I've ever heard it, mate. If Lapo dropped those Cyclops sunnies, he'd have the squinniest eyes. Just like <laughs> It's either it's either his eyes would be squinty or his face would look swollen, right? Like like a like a yeah. like a Bert like a Chinese Bert Newton, right? <laughs> exactly. We With can't really say that either either kind of stay and age, can we? <laughs> Bert Newton didn't have a moustache. Asian Bert Newton then. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like it. It sums Brett, it up. Brett Newton. It sums it up. Yeah. Brett Newton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jackie Newton. Jack. <laughs> Gillen Newton. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Newton. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, well, Millsy, I think the cat's out of the bag, sport. You can't have a moustache like that and expect to be, um, yeah, you might look like a magician, but, you know, you're not tricking us anymore. <laughs> Harry Poudini. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think the listeners should attack Robert Mills and call him out on his, um, you know, lap rocket antics. When I first heard the when I first heard the name without realizing who it was, I thought your mate was the guy who was on the Big Brother house who also went on to become a successful pop singer. Hot dogs, Millsy, Millsy, Millsy. Yeah. Well, they both um, but, boys. Yeah, I've, I've come to realize that in fact I wasn't that far from the truth. You know. We've got um we've got Millsy from the the Big Brother household pop star singer to Robert Mills toothbrush aficionado and um and Queen cover band frontman. And so, you've just added him up. You have summed him up. <laughs> it must have been rugged, right? Like working on these uh, on these probos so far ashore with some you know pretty rugged characters, and then you know Millsy rehearsing for Queen, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, that's why we need the toothbrush, though, right? You've got some set of choppers on him. They were charter boats, and his Barry Beef are bloody solid, eh? Uh, say that again, sorry. His Barry Beef, his teeth. You got a good set of teeth on him. I'll tell you that much. Telling <laughs> you, man, it's it's, it's, it's just a, such a snug fit for a Freddie Mercury, um, you know, lookalike. I think <laughs> that. Um, you summed it up when you said um, someone tried to build the wax thing of the someone the bar. Yeah. And then they fucked it up and they tried to make it a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was... that. That's the epitome of Robert Mill. That's him. Uh, personally, looked- I actually couldn't remember saying that. I put that down to sleep deprivation, Millsy. Apologise, mate. <laughs> you ever seen that movie, Juice Bigelow? You got Rob Schneider. Yeah, yeah. Millsy reminds me of it. Yeah. It's a shame he wasn't here to defend himself. But anyway, it is what it is. Well it that's is. just that's just the way of the world, mate. It's um it's uh it's eat or be eaten, you know? Yeah. Either either be on the podcast or don't be. 
Now we've invited Millsy on. He 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 declined, right? Yeah. That's what you yeah. said, Volsi. You you invited him on tonight. He declined. Batesy yeah. took up the offer. You know, some <laughs> some men are just natural alphas, mate. You know, some people are just betas. Yeah. <laughs> Bates. I didn't say that. Oh. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy with fifth choice. I'm I'll take fifth choice any day. You know. Yeah. yeah. One more <laughs> one more round, mate. And you've you've got the green jacket. You realise that, right? That might be the green jacket appearance of the Rob Mills battle. We might we might uh we might host a debate, Volty. What do you think? Bates Bates versus Mills. A debate. <laughs> Master Bates. <laughs> All right. It must be something subconscious. The word Bates has come into this conversation quite a bit in the last five minutes. Yeah. Beta male. Um debate. Totally addicted to Bates. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> he loves it. Australian baits. He loves he loves the microphone, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Well, I want to apologise to the people that don't understand Australian humour who listened overseas, and um, this is just a bit of a fun one. Let's face it, you know. But we did have an agenda, and we hope that um, look, man, if you listen to the show, and you're not inspired to go out and just um and just go, you know. What's the word we can call this, man? Not, you wouldn't call it slumming. It's not river ratting. It's not jetty ratting either, really, it's is it? Backyard it's backyard fishing, mate. Backyard fishing. Backyard like fishing. Bolchie does. Bolchie just slips the back fence and goes and eats the carp that, row. The well, that's, that's, yeah. his, that's his pantry, that river. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just... In, in, see, Annie lives in an era without refrigeration, so they live near a river, you know, and that way they get their river meat fresh. The river meat never never... Yeah, you know, uh, breaks down, catch it, consume it, move on. Yeah, yeah. The circle yeah. of life. Circle no, of life, mate. That's the way they live in the Shire. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Frodo Bulch. <laughs> we miss you, Bulchy. Yeah, he'll be listening to this. Yeah, he this. I reckon he would have stopped about probably half a. 45 minutes ago, we just went, nah. Not you mean that. with the rest of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's wrap it up, eh? Yeah, I think yeah. people can tell we're stretching stuff out now. Yeah. yeah you I'm got not. Your, you got your free show worth. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the people. Uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, act, yeah, move along. Act like a jet ski. Yeah. And, uh... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> hey, Batesy, did you listen to last week's show with Steve Morgan? I did, mate. I've, yeah, I just the other, just like the other day. Didn't Volty do a great job? Hey, nailed it. Do you reckon? <laughs> well, look, I couldn't have think. Oh, could, yeah, it was probably my yeah. top top four podcasts. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Yeah, Steve's yeah. an interesting bloke, mate. He's um, he got got stuff covered. He's a very experienced fisherman, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I, honestly, never heard the name before, and and listening to that podcast, buddy, opened my eyes to it. He's been around. He's done a fair bit of kind of cool shit, eh? Yeah, nothing, nothing to prove, man. For someone like no. that, that's for sure. You know, right isn't it? Isn't it funny? You watch someone who's evolved past that that whole thing, you know, like and and their attitude towards fishing. It's just, you know, things just things just flow. You know, like it's uh, the fishing must flow for that dude. It must must really do that. Obviously, he's got um, yeah, you know, his ABT and his fishing mags as his as his work, 
which he must be able to draw a line in the sand between that and his um. It's just interesting what listening to someone talk about like that talk about their recreational fishing. You know, it's quite quite refreshing, really. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. I appreciate the uh, feedback. You didn't answer any of my texts with the same question, so I thought I'd ask you on the show. <laughs> all right. I must have sent 10 or 15. You didn't get any of them? I missed them all, mate. All right. It's wild, man. It's because I've got your saved under fucking do not answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smart. Yeah, smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. No worries. Yeah. Wrap, wrap, wrap 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 time, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Talk tomorrow. Yeah. Right, guys. Um, if you're a jet skier. <laughs> I am